With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. The name fits. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say, stay healthy, wash your hands, and wake up, America. <laughs> yes, he's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Here he is, my partner. He's healthy as anything. The best man in radio today. Hardest working guy as well. My friend, I underline friend very heavily. The one, the only, Brian O'B. How are you? How was your week? I'm good, Andy Furman. Good to be with you, as always, here on a Sunday. It's been a busy week, but good, man. Every day above dirt is good. What about our staff? Is everybody here healthy and accounted for? I want to make sure that's the most important thing. Everybody's I know I'm okay. healthy. I hope the crew is too. I'm sure we'll hear from Vin A, Chris, and your son, Brian Fenley. So, yeah, Everybody's I think we're good, good to go right now. Everybody's good. That's great. I tell you what, we're here for three hours to entertain and inform. But you know what? To take your mind off the troubles of the world, I hope everybody's healthy home. Turn the radio on. Have a little bit of a smile. Have your cup of coffee, a little tea, whatever it may be. But we're here to have some fun, and we will. And there's some news. There's some news. There really is, B. There's a lot of news this week we could touch on, and we certainly will. But the biggest news, I guess, that's trending nationwide is on Netflix is that series Tiger King. Have you watched Tiger King? No, it's funny. I was talking about this over the week, Andy. I I think this is the heavy metal in me. Now, follow me on this one. Okay, okay, okay. I, I love heavy metal. It's my favorite genre. 
I'm very eclectic. I get down with many other musical genres, but heavy metal's at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And heavy metal people can relate to this. There's something that feels real weird about a heavy metal fan embracing something that is widely mainstream, you know? Because heavy metal music is very underground. So this Tiger King phenomenon is such a mainstream deal. <laughs> it's like the heavy metal fan in me is like, ooh, I, uh, I don't know, man. Now, I love the NFL. The NFL is very mainstream. So yes. there are exceptions, but I think that metal fans can at least relate to what I'm talking about here. There's something weird about the mainstream really catching on. Well, you know, it is really catching on. That's all the people talk about. I watched it like in two sittings. I really did. There was like seven episodes. It's an Oklahoma ranch uh, that he has tigers owned by Joseph Maldonado, Passage now known as uh, Joe Exotic, and he's in prison right now. He's in prison for 22 years. He found guilty of multiple charges, including a murder plot for hire and illegally selling tiger cubs. That's not the main story. The story is what's going on in the Midwest with Joe Burrow, the number one draft pick, I guess, to be out of LSU, the quarterback and he may very well go to the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're calling Joe Burrow in and around Cincinnati Joe Exotic. Because- How about that? Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't <laughs> like that nickname. I know. Based on everything that you rattled off there. It's a little bit like when they compared him to Tom Brady, and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So let's settle it down on that. Like I would imagine he would have something to say about the Joe Exotic comparisons. Right, right, exactly right. Because, you know, Joe Exotic going to the Bengal Tigers and things like that. So it may stick, you know. And now he, he said weeks ago that he hated Skyline Chili, which is a staple in the Cincinnati area. And now if it's Joe Exotic, he may just say, you know what, the hell with it. I don't even want to go there. I don't want to go there. So we'll see what happens there. I don't think he will. I'd be very surprised if that's what he says because he's given no indication to saying no to the Bengals and giving them the Heisman pose. So I don't (laughs) expect that to happen. I think he's going to go number one overall. There have been some rumors. I don't know what to make of these rumors that the Dolphins are having hoop dreams of moving up to number one overall and getting Joe Burrow. I don't want any part, part of that, Andy Furman, because that price tag would be way too great for a quarterback in Burrow that I think can be good, but I'm not sold it's going to be a stud in the NFL. I want my Dolphins to not trade up to number one overall. I don't even know what that price tag would be. Yeah, they'd be better served if they get Jadavian Clowney. That's what they need to get, really. Nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go there either. I would just focus in on the draft, you know? Right. Focus in. I want to know this, and that's getting knee-deep into it, Andy, because you know me, I'm a diehard Dolphins fan, but right. I do, outside of my Dolphins fandom... I always say this. I'm a bigger NFL fan than a Dolphins fan. That is the biggest intrigue to me. Just as an NFL fan, that is such a temptation for the Dolphins to stay put at number five overall. If they're even targeting to a Tungavailoa, it's hard to tell at this stage. But if that's their guy, I would have to imagine they'd be very tempted to not move up and give up a lot of trade value they might just be tempted to stay there at five and hope Tua falls to them. So whether they move up or stay there at five, I think that is so fascinating when the draft rolls around. Well, there's some talk now in and around media people, I guess, making mock drafts that the Dolphins may trade with the Detroit Lions to get the number three pick to get Tua. Yeah. Yeah, and even that would be pretty expensive. You think about the Jets moving up from six to three to get Sam Darnold. That was three first, uh, three second round picks. Right. <laughs> That's a lot moving up with the Colts. 
So if the Dolphins are giving up somewhere in that ballpark, that's, that's a lot, Andy. And I love Tua. That's the guy I want to see the Dolphins get. He's just got such home run ability and star power upside. I That's who I want. I want Tua Tungavailoa, but giving up that much when you might not have to, that's the thing. Right. You might not have to and stay there at five, and he still falls to you. So I can't wait to see what they end up doing. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is we talk about this draft. I mean, it's going to be a virtual draft out of the homes of various, I guess, NFL executives. How does that going to work? I mean, I heard that the other day, a virtual draft, because obviously the, the facilities are closed. So how does this draft actually work? Certainly telecommunications in the homes of, like, the GMs? Is that how it's going to work? It's a waiting game, really. I saw this story over the week that the Saints, they're setting up at a brewing company right now. Right. I <laughs> this saw is that, yeah. The team owner, Gail Benson, owns Dixie Brewing Company in <laughs> New Orleans East. And that's where Sean Payton, the GM Mickey Loomis, the assistant general manager Jeff Ireland, and a few others are setting up shop. And they stay their distance, right? Social distancing. And there's only a handful of people, like maybe six or seven people at this place. Everybody else is connecting virtually in meetings. So I I don't know if that's what the Saints end up doing and if other teams follow suit. You might literally have Pete Carroll and John Schneider of the Seattle Seahawks in someone's living room conducting the draft. It's going to be wild, man. We've never seen anything like this. Yeah, I'm going to say something about that. We don't have enough time right here, and now I want to wait down the road because I I was kind of adamant saying that we need a diversion and the draft is good. I'm sort of on the fence and waving my my flag now in the other direction because of what happened this week with the the amount of casualties with the coronavirus. I just think, you know, and I'm sure you and I will get into it, and uh, and I, I don't enjoy that, but I think it's something I need to say and get off my chest. So I hope you respect with my opinion with that later on today. Is that okay? I make no promises to respect your opinion, Andy Furman. <laughs> well, you never have. I mean, yeah. that's, all, honestly, <laughs> no, that's, that's untrue. It. I might disagree with you vehemently, but I respect I your opinion. Well, thank you very much. But let's talk a little bit about something you know so much about and you're very good at, which is betting, because that's proven every week in bottle barrel betting. You make me look like another fool. But, you know, some people are really having withdrawal symptoms with the betting because there's lack of action, lack of games out there. And, and what they're doing during the no sports period, they're betting on TV shows like Top Chef and Jeopardy. This is crazy. I think you have to have some sort of an addiction if you want to bet on Top Chef. I read this the other day in the Wall Street Journal, the reality cooking competition show. I mean, the rules for the fantasy version is simple. You draft the real-life contestants and then receive points for the competitions they win. This is crazy. I I never even watched Top Chef, let alone bet on it. Well, here's the thing I go to, Andy. There's no such thing as a degenerate bet if you win that bet. (laughs) So I, I think there's a difference. In all seriousness, I think there's a difference between just blindly flipping quarters and hoping that you luck out. If you know nothing about Top Chef chef, and you're just betting for the sake of betting, that's being stupid. That's degenerate betting. Right. But if you have an angle, if you have something that shifts the odds to your side and makes it more likely that you're going to win that bet, I don't care what it is. If you've yeah. got an angle and you've got a way to make yourself money, you can throw that word degenerate right out the window. At that point, you're, make, you're an entrepreneur. You're making cash. You're making sound decisions. 
Yeah, as long as you do your homework, no matter what it is, be it sports or, or Top Chef, because uh, according to the story that I read, some gentleman went to the websites of a restaurant that each chef cooks at, and he made picks based on which menu he thought was better. So he did some yeah. homework. He wasn't just, as you say, throwing out quarters. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if you have some way to tilt the odds in your favor, I don't care if it's Top Chef, I don't care if it's a first half WNBA line, like whatever it is, it's all about shifting those odds in your favor. And if you do, then I just take that word degenerate and crumble it up and throw it away. Well, you know, there's a website, sportsbetting.com. They've set lines now for how many times President Trump will say words like tremendous in his daily press briefing. Now that to me, that's bordering on it a little bit. I mean, come on. It is. It is. That is beautiful, though, right? I can just picture some gambler watching right. the next news conference like, come on, say it. We need say one more for Get the over. Yeah. What, what does he ever say tremendous and uh, wonderful and uh, amazing? Yeah. I mean, that, he is. He's that way. He's got a vocabulary like a third grader. He really does. Let's face it. Well, he loves that word tremendous. There's no doubt about that. Right. But that's funny, man. That's a funny prop bet right there. I like yeah, that. I've never gone to that website, sportsbetting.com. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I'll have to really? check that out just for amusement's sake. I'm sure <laughs> some Vinny's of those lines are pretty out. good. Yeah, and, and perhaps maybe one of the biggest stories of the week. Last but not least, a big story. Oh crap! A tractor trailer hauling toilet paper crashed and caught fire near Dallas the other day, spilling the toilet paper all over the interstate. It's amazing to me. I mean, this is big. Toilet paper right now appear to be large rolls, typically used in stores, restaurants, and other businesses. And the Texas Department of Transportation officials said the load of toilet paper, quote, burned extensively, burned extensively, according to the Dallas TV station WFAA. And you know toilet paper's been in high demand. You know what's funny? This came up on my Portland weekday show. And my producer, Eric Rinkering, brought this up. And my first thought was like, is the driver okay? <laughs> right? Like right, with the, right. such a, a need for toilet paper because it's scarce these days. I think that sometimes your mind goes to, oh, my gosh, that toilet paper burned up. And what's going to happen now? And I'm like, is the driver okay? Did he, did he walk away? Is he all right? Not even Isn't that crazy? It's the sign right. of the times that you think toilet paper first and driver second. But that's where we're at. You know, and I hate to put you on the spot, but I'm going to do it anyway. I mean, honestly, if, in fact, you were to run out of toilet paper, what would you do? What would you use? I mean, to, you know, it's tough using tissues. You'd have to put about two or three tissues together because they're not that thick. I mean, yeah, I mean, you go paper towel if you have that. You go tissue if you have paper that. Paper towel could be rough. Could be a little bit almost like sandpaperish, yeah. you know? Maybe like an old t-shirt. Yeah, that's with uh, holes in man. it. And then you throw it away. If it I don't says know. Chicago Cubs or Michigan Wolverines <laughs> football, yeah, absolutely. I'd follow you on that one. No, I mean, you got you got to think about these things because it could very well happen. You just don't know. Anything's possible. Right. Yeah, it's true. Just get on out there and get yourself enough, right? I don't mean to be disgusting. I, I don't think you no. have to get crates of that stuff, but just make sure you don't run out. You're good. There we go. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. I tell you, you could get us on Twitter, which is an amazing invention. It really is. At the No Show, at Andy Furman FSR, 877-99 on Fox. That's our phone number, 877-996-6369. Of course, we have Chris P. on Bronx Talk Radio in this hour. Bottom Barrel Betting in hour number two. And we are brought to you by Cincinnati Bell powering your connected life the wait is on and we'll tell you how long it'll be that's next 
You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is it a go or a no? We'll get to that in just about a minute. 20 past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And we're proudly brought to you by Discover because Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Mr. No. We're here. We're healthy. Hope everybody's home and happy and safe. Keep your distance from everybody. And really and truly, we got to roll on here because I heard President Trump yesterday. He had a call with all the commissioners of pro sports, and he said basically he believes the NFL season should start on time in September. So I ask you, my friend, because you know a lot more than I'll ever know. I underlined the word should. Does he say like that means it will start, should start? He'd like it to start. That's a very kind of crazy term that he used, and I want to get it clarified from you. When he said the NFL season should start, that means he's expecting it to start, he'd like it to start, or it better start. So help me out with this. Well, I think it's A and C, based on what you laid out right there. He hopes it'll start at that time, and it needs to start at that time for the economy, and that'd be a great step in the right direction economy-wise, right? Yeah, But to say it will, you just can't. You can't at this stage. And that's well, someone why, did. But that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a little bit like Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney and these brainless comments that he made about having zero doubt whatsoever that we're going to have the football season start on time and butts in the seats and it filled the capacity. And it's like, how can you say something like that? But I'd of rather course, hear I hope that. it's the case. No. I hope it's the case too, but I'd rather hear that than I, than hear what Kirk Herbstreit said, yeah. who's predicting doom and gloom. Now look, Jeff they're Pash- essentially in the same boat. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. Like, they both know nothing. How, how can you say? How do you know? And it's just funny because Kirk Herbstreit gets crushed, even though that's very possible. Right. And then it's like you don't get nearly as much venom for Dabo Sweeney saying something totally irresponsible saying we clearly are. He's like Babe Ruth pointing to the outfield seats, calling his shot 
And it's like, what do you have to call that because shot Because it's positive. On? It's, and people are trying to cling on to something that's positive right now because people are under a, a lot of anxiety right now and pressure. And when someone says it's not going to happen, it's like, wow, we have nothing to look forward to. Give us like a, a, that ring on the merry-go-round that we could grab out and touch that maybe we could look forward to. Sure, Dabo Sweeney has no clue whether we're going to have a season or not. And if you were to ask me, yeah. I would say chances are we probably won't. I don't think we will. <laughs> I, I hope don't we do. know why you're all over Herb Street then if you think it's because unlikely he was negative. that we will. Well, I mean, the closer we get to this, I mean, uh, the the medical experts are saying six months, maybe down the line. I mean, I got to go with the experts right now. Well, here's my thing, Andy. These overly positive comments, I don't even think that's the right word, is uh, overly optimistic comments, hopeful, hopeful something comments. along those, yeah. right? Uh, drunkenly hopeful comments. I don't know why that would make you feel better because it isn't rooted in anything. Right, So whether it's Dabo Sweeney, whether it's President Trump, whoever it happens to be, it's like you've got to be careful about taking advice from someone that is hoping for the outcome. This is Gamblers will absolutely understand this. If there is a diehard fan of a certain team and they tell you, oh, oh, oh lay the six points today. My team is going to roll to a win. It's like you've got to take that advice with a grain of salt because that's what they want to happen. And sometimes those lines get blurred between what's most likely to happen and what you want to happen. And that's what's happening here with these comments. They know nothing. They're just hopeful. That doesn't mean anything is going to work out. So don't take it as if it's the gospel. But the nation wants it to happen. And that's why the positive quotes, I guess, with the Davos Sweeney, he's not getting the pushback that Kirk Herbstreit got. Now, Jeff Pash, who's an NFL league executive, said earlier in the week that the NFL fully intends to play its full season in 2020, despite the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. And to me, that's kind of a statement that's really... Uh, unreliable at best. I mean, it's wrong. But Dr. Alan Sills, the NFL's chief medical officer, says he's not so sure it's going to happen. So you got conflicting reports from people that work in the same league under the same umbrella. And really, well, my, my money will go with Dr. Alan Sills. Well, I think this. I think that you've got to operate right now. If you're the NFL, if you're an NFL team, if you're a head coach, if you're the GM, if you're the players, you've got to operate as if the season is going to start when scheduled. That's how you have to prepare. And you'll just adjust if it doesn't start at that time. Mm -hmm. So I can totally appreciate the mindset of, until we hear otherwise, we're gearing up for week one to start September, whatever the date is, right? Around that first week-ish, or second week in September. So that makes sense. But to be like, oh, yeah, for sure. No doubt in my mind. That's happening. <laughs> like, that's way different than saying, until we hear otherwise, we're preparing for it to begin then. Right. And, and that's, a, that's a statement that really should be digested and said to all. And it's funny because Roger Goodell basically said when the NFL was going to conduct this draft on the 23rd through the 25th, he said, I don't want to hear any pushback from anybody that works in the league, which mm-hmm. is understandable because you don't want to have those internal conflicts. But right now, there are internal conflicts. I mean, really and truly, it's, it's amazing what's going on right now. Have one statement, one spokesperson, one face, like it or not, and that face has to be Roger Goodell. Well, I think that Adam Silver has done a really good job of finding that middle ground because, of course, he wants to get back to playing basketball. He wants to get back to business. And what he said with that commissioner's call yesterday, headed by President Trump, 
he was basically saying, yeah, we want the NBA to lead the charge and we want to get sports back to being in existence and games being played again. But he said, we'll do that once there is the all clear from public health officials, right? Right. So he's not saying, yeah, we're going to do it. No matter what, it's going to happen. This is what needs to happen. He's going to be like, we're going to do it when it's responsible to do so. And that's striking the right chord. He's doing a great job with that. Yeah, and one step further, what he said that we were the we took the lead basically in suspending our season. We'd love to take the lead basically to come back first, really. But you know what? It, it, let, let me just hear the. I mentioned what Trump said. I'd like to hear it from his mouth. Can we hear the president? Let's hear him. They want to get back. They got to get back. They can't do this. Their sports weren't designed for it. The whole concept of our nation wasn't designed for. It. We're going to have to get back. We want to get back soon, very soon. They want to get back very soon. Yeah, of course, everybody I, does, but sure like, they do. you yeah. can't be irresponsible when doing so. And it would be right now. So it's like it, we have to live in reality to some degree. And I want to get back to sports sooner than anybody else. Absolutely, I want to see football start. You know me, Andy. I dress up in a suit and tie to celebrate the new league year in March. That's how big of an NFL fan I am. But you, you can't have it. If it's a similar situation that it is now in September, it'd be irresponsible to have a football season. Anybody that's rationally thinking knows that. Look, I'm with you. We make our living talking sports. We live and die sports. We love sports. We digest sports. It's 24-7 in our lives. You know, and maybe we're not much different than those who even listen to us. And that's fine because we love sports and it's a great, what we say, diversion. You know, you work all day long. You put in eight hours. You got bills to pay. But then again, you get away from it all. You have a couple of cold brews and you watch a sporting event, be it on TV or in person. But you don't want to jeopardize one's health, one's life. Because of what's going on right now. And you hit it on the head. Adam Silver's right on. We'll play. We want to play more than anybody else. They have a lot at stake. They're cutting salaries in front offices by 40%. But they need to get the all clear signal. And hopefully let's get that done. And we have Gavin Newsom, who basically is the governor of California. Let's hear what he had to say about the situation. I'm not anticipating that happening in the state. Let me tell you why, Ron. I, uh, we all have seen the headlines of the last couple of days in Asia where they were opening up certain businesses. Now they're starting to roll back those openings because they're starting to see some spread. There's a boomerang. One has to be very cautious here. One has to be careful not to overpromise. It's Look, I'm not here to second guess anybody, uh, but I am here to say this. Our decision on that basis, at least here in the state of California, will be determined by the facts, will be determined by the health experts, will be determined by our capacity to meet this moment, bend the curve, and have the appropriate community surveillance and testing to confidently determine whether or not that's appropriate. Well said, yeah. Governor. Very similar to Adam Silver's remarks, really. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, common sense. You just yeah. you can't take that chance. You just no. can't do it. So, yeah, and look, it is. I it's absolutely common sense. And that's the thing here is... You can't just have this. I, I relate this in sports terms, Andy, because follow me on this. Mm-hmm. There are some fans, let's say a particular fan base, that are homers and there are some that are realists. Just because you say, hey, the, uh, I don't know, name a team, that the Lions. Sorry, Chris, are uh, 
our technical <laughs> producer. I'll pick on the Lions for a second. If you're a diehard Lions fan, it doesn't make you a better Lions fan if you say, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. It just means you're a homer, right? If you're a well, you're realist stupid. and say, yeah, that's not going to happen, that doesn't make you less of a Lions fan. That just makes you a realist. So it's the same concept here. What what we're hearing from, you know, Governor... Uh, the the yeah, yeah, the governor you just played right there, where Gavin, where um, it's not like this is what he's rooting for. Like he's just saying, this is what's what we're looking at right here. I'm not hoping this is the case, but I find it to be a stretch to think that we're going to have football games in the state of California this year. That doesn't mean that's what he's wanting or rooting right. for. That's just what he sees as the reality. I agree. I mean, and I tell you what, I think anybody else who does not agree, they have to have the head examined. They really do. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. Get us on Twitter if you have a comment. At The No Show, that's N-O-E Show. At Andy Furman FSR. Or you can call us at 877-99 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And one player is moving up in the draft ladder by default. We'll explain that in a minute. But first, to our number one draft pick, Brian Fenley. Hey. hey, what is going on, guys? Wow, let's listen to you chipper today. I love it. Well, you guys are firing me up. You guys really? are having some great discussion over there. Oh, stop it. Tom Dempsey famously booted in that 63-yard field goal, which stood as the NFL record for 43 years. Passed away on Saturday night after a fight with coronavirus. This according to NOLA.com. Dempsey, a righty, was bored without toes on his right foot. Here's Don Crickey's effervescent call of, of Dempsey's claim to fame. He's tying a 63-yard field goal. Not only will uh, Tom Dempsey hits this one, he's got a very slight win at his back. He'll set a National Football League record in addition to winning the game. I don't believe this. That was Dempsey's 63-yard field goal, which stood for 43 years, and Dempsey tested positive for COVID-19 in late March as the virus ravaged through his New Orleans retirement home. He's one of 15 residents there who has died from coronavirus. Dempsey was 73 years old. ESPN is coordinating with the NBA and its Players Association on a way to broadcast a glorified game of horse. The sides are ruminating over potential formats and scanning for interested players. Players likely would have to hoop at their own home since the NBA has ordered its players to self-isolate. Maybe Andy Furman and Brian No would be part of this. That'd be kind of fun to see those two guys go after it one-on-one on the court. I don't even know who would win, to be honest with you, but I'll let you guys duke it out as I send it back to Andy Furman and Brian No. Yes, Big Daddy. <laughs> All right. The unknown is the problem. That's right around the corner. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. And, of course, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And, B, we talked about that truck that burnt down with all the toilet paper 
in the state of Texas the other day. Jackie Boy Garcia on Twitter says, now, if you run out of, look, this is PG, all right? So I'm going to say if you want to cover your ears for a second, you Mm. can. If you run out of toilet paper, you could easily and hygienically wipe with your hand and wash the hand with wow, water. Are we really going here? Nope. Nope. it seems bizarre and dirty to Americans, this is how the majority of humanity cleans after using the toilet every day. I don't. Maybe he does, but I don't. All right? I'm just saying. Nope. But he's not. A, so, all right. Okay. Yeah. We move on. I all agree right. with Dan Beyer right there. Nope. No. Nope. No, no, okay. All right. Uh-huh. We got Chris P. and uh, Bronx Talk Radio in less than 10 minutes. Let's talk about Tua. You talked about him early on. Tua Tagliavola, the Alabama quarterback, appears to be heading into the 2020 draft with a clean bill of health. And that's good news for you, at least, because you're a Dolphins fan and you like to see the Dolphins get him. Maybe it's a clean bill of health. Who knows? But he, uh, he opted for that medical recheck by the Titans doctor, Thomas Bird, last week. After he was previously not cleared to participate in the combine back in February, and maybe, maybe he's just lucked out a little bit with this distancing thing that he can't get close to medical people or personnel on a team to get really checked out. Well, from all indications, it was successful hip surgery. He's moving around fine. So I think that he's good right now. I think he's healed from this injury. I think there was. I don't know, over-the-top speculation that he might not be okay mm-hmm. because a lot of people thought, oh, Bo Jackson, he hurt his hip. Is this a Bo Jackson situation? It's like Bo Jackson didn't have blood flow going to his hip after he hurt it. That doesn't mean every hip injury is the same way, you know? So if Tua's got blood flow there, it's not the same thing as Bo Jackson. So uh, I think the hip is okay. But it is. It's a big-time gamble here, not having the same medical information on a guy that you're drafting with the intention of being your franchise quarterback for the next decade. So, And it, especially if, on top of that, it might come along with having to move up to get him. So that is a high-stakes gamble if you're a team like the Dolphins or somebody else at the top of the draft that needs a quarterback that's thinking about making a move for Tua. Right, and reports had said that that the examination was, quote, overwhelmingly positive. But Matt Miller, NFL draft analyst, says his draft stock could take a hit, and some insiders like Miller say that Justin Herbert, because of the injuries and the unknowns, will move up in the draft because of the question mark over Tua. And because of the social distancing intact, it could affect Tua more so since he's likely he needs more time to get back into football-ready shape. I don't see it. I think people would still rather take a chance with Tua than go with Justin Herbert. You're not going to take Justin Herbert because Tua's questionable. I mean, you never wanted Justin Herbert anyway. Why move him up? Yeah, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be where I would go. Because I keep going back to this, Andy. The popular saying is the best ability is availability. I always Mm -hmm. say the best ability is ability. (laughs) Like, you've got to have the ability. And Tua does. Tua has better ability than Justin Herbert. So I go with that. I go with the guy that's just a better player. Now, I understand the argument of, well, it doesn't matter if he's a better player if he isn't upright and able to get on the field. But I look at Herbert and I say, this is a guy who's been inaccurate far too often. They're wide open receivers at times, and it's either over the head or it's a worm burner. He doesn't Mm -hmm. go through his progressions very well. Uh, so I, I'm not a big believer in Justin Herbert. So, no, I'm Team Tua over Justin Herbert all day. 
You know, I, I want to move on for a second because, you know, we could go back and forth. Look, two is a better player. If I'm an NFL personnel guy in need of a quarterback, I roll the dice and take two. That's what I'm going to do. But yeah. I question what Bill O'Brien did with DeAndre Hopkins with that trade. Could you explain that to me? And I saw Bill <laughs> O'Brien on TV kind of justifying it, and he kind of went back to the we can't afford him. I mean, Bill O'Brien right now, he owns that club, basically. I mean, he makes all the personnel decisions. He calls the offense, head coach. He does it all. And to trade one of the better receivers in the game of football was beyond me. I I don't get it. Uh, It's just, it's crazy because it's one thing to trade the guy. It's another thing to trade him for what they got back, what they got in return. Because they basically got running back David Johnson, who's been a disappointment with right. all of the injury issues he's been dealing with and a second round pick like getting David Johnson. He, he's guaranteed 10.2 million this year. 10.2 for a running back in a season is a lot of cash, especially for a dude that he hasn't given you close to that type of production on the field. So I, I just, I don't know what the heck Bill O'Brien is doing and he doubled down. Andy, did you hear his, his explanation? Check this out. We felt like we had a great offer from Arizona. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into trades, a lot of thoughts that go in. You know, what type of player are you bringing in? What type of player are you losing? And what is in the best interest of the team? Capital T, capital E, capital A, capital M. Every decision we make, as long as I'm the head football coach here, will always be made in the best interest of the team. The best interest of the team might be if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's gone. That yeah. could be the best interest of the team. And right. I heard that, and he kept on saying, T-E-A. What is he trying? Is he a college coach still? Is he a rah-rah kind of guy? That was not the best interest of the team. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. That you think was, Deshaun uh, Watson's pretty happy with this? With no, this and he's been doing the, uh, the song lyrics in passive-aggressive fashion, right? You've got your star quarterback – tweeting Drake lyrics that sound like he's not happy with this trade, which who would be? He's losing right. his star wide receiver. So this was a calamity of epic proportions. It'd be one thing if they got a haul for DeAndre Hopkins. Compare it to what Buffalo paid for Stephon Diggs. They gave yep. Minnesota a lot more than what the Texans got in return for DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins is better than Stephon Diggs. You can't get less for the better player. And that's what the Texans got. It's a joke. Uh, you know, and in and, and the same vein, talk about stupidity. You know, and I hate to say this because I like the guy with Rex Ryan calling Amari Cooper, another receiver, a turd. What? Yeah. What, what, what is going on? And then he, he kind of backed off with an apology. But after he apologized, he criticized him again. So the apology was for naught. Really? I mean, come on. What's going on with these people? I don't get it. Yeah, it's bad choice of words by Rex. That's a turd? Just, yeah. Well, why would he call Amari? On, does he have any relationship with Amari Cooper? I don't. What was the deal? I, I no, I, I think it was really, he was just talking about him disappearing sometimes in big games and maybe in fourth quarters. And that's fine. That's You're critiquing his play. But as soon as it gets personal and you throw that word out there, it's like, dude, you're just devaluing everything you brought to the table. I don't think it was anything... I, I think it was more so just you're trying to have a hot take or stand out. Like Rex Ryan is trying to stand out, and he just like went a little bit himself. too far. He's trying too hard, I think. Yeah. I think that's all it was, really. But but his excuse was ridiculous. He said that he has not won a, a, what, one playoff game as a player. 
I mean, wh- why pin that on Amari Cooper? Why is that his fault? I don't understand that. I mean, yeah. and they do that to quarterbacks as well, really. But I, I see more so maybe on a quarterback than a receiver. I mean, yeah, come on. Right. Don't judge the guy's career on playoff games. Come on. Well, right, and there are plenty of – look at Jalen Smith, the linebacker for the Cowboys. Look at Leighton Vander Esch. They're both thought to be very good linebackers. So if you're going to say, oh, man, these are really good players, well, you don't talk about them not winning a playoff game. Why would you talk about Amari Cooper not winning a playoff game? I'm with you on that. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense. No, not really. And I like Rex Ryan, but he went off the deep end at that point in time. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. By the way, this is Fox Sports Sunday. Keep your distance and wash your hands because we're going to the Bronx. That's next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bronx Talk Radio right around the corner, about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We're proudly brought to you by Discover because Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. To the Bronx we go. Guys. Guys. It's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Get out of here. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Chris P. What's up, you freaking Bronx heads? What are we doing here? You guys ready to play a game of horse? Move away, you're too close. I want social distancing for you. You know what? Including your breath. Including your breath. I couldn't agree more with you. Why don't you get all the way out of town then, Andy? Give yourself all the social distancing. Leave the Big Apple to me. What did you have for breakfast today? It stinks, really. That sounds like bacon, egg, and cheese talk over there. Why don't you get right out of town? Right out of town. Right. Hey, listen, this is a PG radio. We got to keep it clean here. Horse, I'm telling you, the the ESPN NBA, they want to put on several games of horse remotely between NBA stars. We're out here talking about how, hell no, the NFL, they can't show, you know, it's insensitive to showing them doing multi million dollar deals. Meanwhile, what? We're going to have all these freaking private gyms in the NBA on TV? What's going on? 
on. It's a, it's a good freaking point by you. It's yeah, a good I'm point saying. by you, Chris. I, I, I do think not sometimes. take these talking heads that are like, it's so insensitive for the NFL. What are they doing? So it's it's okay to play 2K? What? That's okay? Like, no, but it's going to be like okay, the freaking private gyms. They got the NFL draft over here. The freaking mansions. NBA I think it's freaking pathetic. Really. Pathetic. What, what's yes. pathetic? Because I don't want to see some guy's gym while my next door neighbor's out of work getting unemployed. That's what it's I'm saying. That's, That's what... embarrassing. It's pathetic to have no. this. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's pathetic fine. to show it. It's a distraction. It. There's nothing wrong with it. It's good. I'm all up for horse. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what's yeah. a distraction? A car hitting a cat on the street. That's a distraction. Wow, this got grim real. What, what happened to distraction? Yeah. What is this? What, what did you wait? Hold up. What you have for breakfast this morning, Andy? That's a distraction. All when right. you're rubbing neck on the highway, that's a distraction. This ain't no distraction. <laughs> it's All a right, healthy well, distraction, unlike your unhealthy distraction. Let me give you another distraction then. Let me give you another distraction then. It's yeah, a hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah, you know, NFL's going to have to change the freaking schedule coming up here. 2024 Super Bowl. You know what? Yeah. They just extended yeah. the season. They just realized, oh, this is going to run into Mardi Gras. So where do you take him? The Super Bowl or Mardi Gras? Let to see the guy get fired who made that decision. What a moron there. Didn't they know that? They're Come trying on. to come to steps and say, oh, we knew about this, and we could maybe like delay it to another year for New Orleans where it's not on Mardi Gras. It's like, I don't know that you had that provision the Mardi whole time. Mardi Gras is every year. Someone tell them that. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> this is a one-time thing, Roger right. Goodell. How we didn't know Mardi Gras. The first installment was happening in I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This is an annual freaking occurrence down there. Right. They the Catholic Church that. does this every freaking year. What do you want? You anyway. know what I want? Roll it back to 16 games. That's what I want. We don't need the 17th game. I mean, settle down over that. Now we got right. one more story here. I want to leave you on a positive note. We always yell and scream over here on Bronx uh, Talk Radio. Uh, we got uh, good news out of the freaking Brooklyn. Uh, Super Mario, freaking hero over here. Mario Salerno, he owns 18 apartment buildings. I think more. I might have this number wrong. But he just canceled April rent for hundreds of his tenants. He says, he says straight up there, you know... You got you got stuff going on. Don't don't worry about it. Stay safe. Help your neighbors. Wash your hands. Very nice. No rent for April. Very Good nice. Now now here's my question. Yeah. According to your wording right there, canceled. Like he isn't suspending it. Like no, hey, he's not collecting it at all. He's just yeah, saying, really? forget about it. it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. He's also running an auto shop, and he's like, listen, I got caused repair for nurses and doctors. Good for you know him. What? The only thing better than saying forget about it. It's putting freaking before it. Freaking forget about it. I think freaking forget about it. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. There's nothing open about this. We'll explain that in just about a minute. But right now, wash your hands. Get away from me because it's time to say, wake up, America. I'm an idiot. I don't know much. There you go. Thank you very much. All right. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. He's the man. He is the main man here. And, of course, we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Now, without further ado, my partner, my friend, the hottest working man in show business today, the one, the only, Brian No. Hello, B. Here we go. What's going on, Andy Furman? How you doing today on a Sunday morning? Everything's huh? great. Everything's wonderful. It really is. Very difficult for me, at least, to sort of get like really antsy and negative in these times. But I'll try. I will try. I'll try my best. You know what? I do believe in you when it comes Thank to you. this area, Andy Furman. No doubt about that. I'm not a if negative a person. Will, there's a way. 
You know, but I challenge people. I want to challenge that. Like, look, we talked about this early on today about this NBA proposed horse contest. I think it's a waste yeah. of time. It's a joke. Nah. I don't think people want to see it. I don't think I don't want to. See, I don't want to see a multi-million dollar home when I know my friends may be out of work. People in the restaurant business are dying right now, and they may be closing up. And I got to see a, a wealthy billionaire, millionaire, whatever it may be, in his home, in his basement, in his private gym, shooting baskets. I don't want to see that. It's not the right time. You know, it's you're talking. Something that's live. It's something that's new. I mean, goodness, you're watching. Uh, there's actually decent ratings for this uh, 2K tournament. There's great ratings on FS1 for the NASCAR virtual races that they're doing. They had over a million viewers last week, uh, which is amazing. good. It's not going to do numbers that rival live sports, but it's something that's current. Steve DeSager last night, he was rattling off the numbers with some of these vintage games that have been replayed. Mm-hmm. And they're around like 400,000 people across the country. Like, what does that tell you? being watched. It tells you that people would rather sit around and watch a game that they know the outcome than sit down and do something creative no, or no, even read a book. No, no, it's the opposite, Andy. You're not oh, listening. Oh, really? It's around 400,000 for the Rose Bowl, the 2006 game between Texas and USC. Just a classic. Great now, game. that was on ESPN. Meanwhile, on FS1, when they have a virtual NASCAR race, that's like around a million point three, a million point two. Because there's wagering on that. Vegas is taking bets on that now. Well, there you go. It's something that's live. It's not something that's past, that's vintage. So my point is, if you're talking about the live horse event or the live 2K event, live is going to be more highly rated. And it gives you something that's current to talk about. So, no, I wouldn't be against this. And the, the Madden, or I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the 2K? 2K tournament that's ongoing today and a few more days throughout the week with these NBA players playing the NBA game 2K, the number's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they're in their homes, right? You're getting a glimpse of their homes. It's not turning people off like, oh, my gosh, look at these guys with their nice homes over here. And I, I can't bear to watch this. It's, the numbers suggest otherwise. Well, you know what? The numbers suggest the fact that people are just dying and starving for entertainment. That's exactly. what they're dying for. But you yes. know what? I guarantee you that everything is up. I mean, HBO movies must be up. Stars is up. They're all up. Really. Netflix has to be up. Don't you think? They're up because that's what people are doing. Everybody's home or they're told to stay home. So what do you do when you're home? People watch TV. That's what they do. Of course. Yeah. And if you can come up with a way to give them something that's current, that's live. I'm not going to sit here and say a horse tournament is going to be a ratings <laughs> bonanza, but it's something that gets talked about. It's something that's going to be on Sports Center and the highlight shows, and it's going to be on social media. It's just going to be a thing. I think it's smart. It's smart to do. So I'm all for horse. The only thing that I don't get is why there are hyphens in between each letter of horse. Why? Why? Why do we have the hyphens in between? I think because if you don't have the hyphens, people will think you're talking about horse, the animal. Where if it's capitalized, hyphen- who capitalizes mm, horse when it's a true. normal sentence? That's no true. one. We yeah. don't need the hyphens. Get rid of the freaking hyphens already. Well, well, let me explain. I think the hyphens it. are there because every letter is a standalone because if you miss a shot, okay, you get great. a letter. Okay, great. All right. So, so what? Do we have R-H? 
B dash I. No, we don't have hyphens in anything. Any no, acronym R- except no, for because, horse. I don't no, get it. No, because not- RBI, RBI is basically is a stat that stays there permanently where the H-O-R-S-E, each one of those letters goes down the wayside if you miss. You don't need hyphens. You okay. can still have the same thing without hyphens. You don't need the hyphens to be like, oh, hey, wait a minute. This O is bleeding into the R. I, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm out of whack over here. I need hyphens. I need hyphens to keep we'll, these letters straight. We'll take no, that you up don't. with the commissioner. We'll take that up with Adam Silver. Okay. We'll All right. I'm very, very outspoken okay. about this issue. I know over you here. were. I know. Let's go back to the NFL because that's basically what everybody's talking about right now. That's what it's all about. Because back in the month of February, which isn't too far long ago, Ryan Pace, the Berlinger general manager of the Chicago Bears, all but committed to Mitchell Trubisky as their starting quarterback. This is right after the 2019 season. He said he even told reporters at the scouting combine that Trubisky will open the 2020 season as a starter for the Chicago Bears. And just the other day, Trubisky and Nick Foles will compete for the Bears starting quarterback job. This again, according to general manager Pace and the coach Mike Nagy. I mean, really and truly, why? Is it pressure on Pace to get into the playoffs now? Is it pressure on his contract year? Why all all of a sudden falls. And I tell you what, they say it's open competition. There's nothing open about this because they got falls to replace Trubisky. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gotten falls. Yeah, well, listen, the question, you know the answer to why. Why, why is he trying to upgrade the quarterback position? Because he's trying to win. I mean, come on. That's the most obvious answer ever. Now, you can question the solution, which is Nick Fools, who I've said for years now, is fooling people into thinking he's a true franchise quarterback when he's not. He's a great backup. He's the Cadillac of backup quarterbacks. He's a journeyman who had a bolt of lightning. He's not a franchise guy. But the reason why they're trying to upgrade is because Mitch Trubisky stinks. He hasn't been good in the NFL. His numbers have been bad. He's been an utter disappointment. And when you compare him to Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, who the Bears could have had in that draft, and they moved up to get Mitch Trubisky, it looks even worse, and it makes his numbers and production look even worse than it already is when those guys have been studs in the NFL. So he's been a complete dud, and they're trying to upgrade that position. And actions speak louder than words. Of course he was going to say, oh, yeah, Mitch is our guy. He's our quarterback. We knew that wasn't the case, but what were they supposed to say at the time? Right? That well, would you know hurt in their position daily- to get a guy and, and not have to trade more than they traded for Nick Foles. But in this day and age when everybody seems to be transparent – and in this day and age, when you look like a schmuck, when you kind of lie, which he basically did, he lied after he did say that Trubisky is our quarterback. What's the harm in saying that we want to have Foles in here? And don't say it's open competition. We need Foles because we need a more experienced guy because we want to upgrade our position. You know, you could live with that. And you know what? If he said that, we probably wouldn't be talking about this right now. Andy, come on, man. You know, in in negotiations... If you show desperation, well, the price tag is going to go up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If I'm selling you something and you run up to me and you're like, I, I, I just need a life insurance policy or something like that. It's like, hmm, well, I can yeah, get him to pay a little guy. bit more yeah. than if he came by like, yeah, I was just kind of thinking about a life insurance policy here. Right? It's the same thing in sports. So if the Bears are drooling at the mouth going to Jacksonville like, we, we need a quarterback. Well, guess what? The price tag just went up. But if you have a press conference months ago and say, oh, Mitch is our guy. We're committed to Mitch. If you approach Jacksonville and say, you know, what would it take to get Foles? You don't seem as desperate, and the price tag right. isn't going to be as high. 
No, I, I agree totally with that, but I'm talking about after the fact. There's certainly when he said that Mitch is our quarterback, he knew in the back of his mind that he wasn't. But after they obtained Foles, you know, you could then go ahead and say Foles could very well be the guy that Trubisky has to beat out. Well, I yeah, mean, whatever. He, they, they, there's nothing wrong with what he said right there, which is it's an open quarterback competition. Nick Foles hasn't proven that he's some upper echelon quarterback. Like, it's clearly his job. No way he could screw this up. We saw what he did in Jacksonville last season, right? So he's got to win this job. He probably will because, again, Mitch hasn't done anything great in the NFL. Great. And I think he's the better of the two options, and the price tag is heavier. So he's got the inside track. But just because you have the bigger contract doesn't mean you automatically win the job every time. You go back to Russell Wilson earning the job when they paid Matt Flynn a decent amount of money. So the better quarterback is going to get the job. It isn't just based solely on money. And Trubisky, get this stat. This is unreal. This is a Brian No stat. Trubisky, 6.1 yards per pass attempt, ranked dead last among passes with 200-plus attempts last year in the NFL. Yeah. How do you like that? Only the Jets averaged fewer yards per play than the Bears. 4.7 rate last year, and Chicago's offense was down the crappers. Terrible. Bad. I mean, you had to get rid of Trubisky. I mean, their defense is the thing that carried them at least two years ago when they almost made it to the Super Bowl. Almost. Yeah, and I think for a guy with Matt Nagy, who's known as a quarterback guru of sorts, he has not showcased that with the Bears because Mitch Trubisky, he's not a drop-back guy. And that's what Matt Nagy was hoping and intending him to be. Mitch is a guy that uses his athleticism. He gets out. He can roll out. He can throw on the move. He can run for yardage. He can use his legs and pick up first downs. And like, He's not a drop-back guy. So I don't know why Matt Nagy was treating him as if he's a drop-back guy. He didn't play to his talents. And I'm not saying that he would have been Lamar Jackson had Matt Nagy been better with his play calling, but he would have gotten more out of Mitch Trubisky than he had gotten. So I think a lot of this falls on Matt Nagy as well. I'm with you, and I'll tell you what, to take a little bit of the heat off Trubisky right now, he doesn't have a lot of talent around him. I mean, the running game is kind of like iffy. David Montgomery didn't do much. Uh, And and honestly, the receiving core, I mean, who do they got? A Taylor Gabriel or... Allen Robinson is a good receiver, but yet collectively not a great supporting cast, no. Right. Uh, and really and truly, I mean, look, sometimes the quarterback can make the supporting cast yes. better. And we've right. seen that over the years in New England. I mean, right. really and, this, and truly. Like, you know. Make no mistake, this is primarily on Mitch Trubisky being a disappointment. But the other factors around him, Matt Nagy's inability to play to Trubisky's strengths, the supporting cast, the old line was down last year. They had some injuries. And they haven't been an upper echelon group. They haven't been above average. The running game wasn't good. The weapons to throw to aren't great. But, uh, yeah, all that just makes Mitch a worse version of Mitch, which isn't yeah, great yeah. in the NFL to begin with. I'm just saying that, you know, the Bears could have, like, cleaned up this mess that they're creating right now with the media and the so-called lies by just saying, look, back in January, if you remember, Mitch Trubisky had surgery to repair that partially torn labrum in that left shoulder, and they could have said, we just need some backup support just in case. And they didn't even use that as an excuse. I mean, that's just wrong. I mean, look, I, I don't care. I mean, to, to me, it, it's great fodder to talk about this, but I think the Bears totally screwed up by basically not – by using the smokescreen that what everybody saw right through. Well, again, it goes back to it's just a negotiating tactic, I believe. 
it's you don't what do you gain by saying yeah we're not con- convinced Mitch is the guy so yeah we're just uh we're going to look for other options i think that hurts your ability to negotiate mm-hmm. and who's to say that it would have worked out where you got the quarterback that you were targeting this offseason what if you struck out in free agency and what if Mitch was still your best option after free agency and after the draft? Then where are you at after you dogged this guy publicly? So it was the right play at the time, even though yeah. we knew that they weren't committed to the guy. I'm hearing you. There you go. Comments are welcome. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. Get him on Twitter at The No Show, N-O-E Show, at Andy Furman FSR. Or, better yet, we'd love to hear from you at 877-99 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. Bottom of the, well, not the bottom of this hour, but towards the end of this hour, we'll have bottom barrel betting. The party must go on. Really? That's next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This diversion isn't necessary. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Speaking of minutes, it's 20 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman, and we are proudly brought to you by Discover because Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. And Brian Noam, my friend, you came up. You came up with two very interesting questions to me during the break, and I want to share them with you. May I do that? Yeah, Tremendous. Sure. What do you have? Always. If, number one, you said which NFL player would be negatively affected the most if there isn't a season 2020 in the NFL, and what would be the best storyline of an individual player winning the Super Bowl if there is a season? I'm going to go with question B first, and it's kind of a simple question, mm-hmm. and I'd have to say Tom Brady. What a yeah. storyline that would be. I agree with you. I think Tom Brady would be number one. We're talking about an individual player winning the Super Bowl. What would be the best storyline? It's Tom Brady, the GOAT, going to a new team that hasn't made the playoffs for 12 years and winning it all and the conversations that it would lead to of, oh, I guess it isn't just the byproduct of Belichick. Right. That was right. the key to his success. And, and that may be his motivation. Memorable. 
Yeah, yeah. and then it's the first year, really, because the Super Bowl, we're again, we're assuming this is all based on the season playing out like normal. The Super Bowl is in Tampa, so that'd be the first installment of a team in that host city to go to the Super Bowl and win it. It would be huge. It'd be yes. unbelievable. But I think also on that short list, there's a number of really intriguing potential storylines where you think about Drew Brees. If he wins a Super Bowl and maybe rides off into the sunset, and think about the heartbreaks with the Nola No call and the Minneapolis miracle mm-hmm. and all of that, that'd be up there too on the short list. Well, it's funny because I'm going to go back to question A, which is which NFL player would be negatively affected the most. And I'm going to say I don't have one, but I have three. Brady, Breeze, and Phillip Rivers. And why do I say that? Just because of their age factor, because they are looking at the twilight of their careers right now. Yeah, I like what you're saying with Phillip Rivers, but I don't have the Colts as uh, a big, as big of a Super Bowl threat as I do the Saints, right? So that's why I would have Drew Brees number one is because the Saints are loaded. They are Super Bowl ready. They very well could win a Super Bowl in this 2020 season. And if the season is canceled, and that's a horrible thought right there, but it's a possibility if it's canceled. I think it would hurt Brees the most because he's older. He's practically a couple of years older than Phillip Rivers. So I would go with Brees, even though Brees has one ring and Phillip Rivers is still looking for that first ring. I just give the Saints a better chance to win a Super Bowl than the Colts. And I don't know if Breeze would come back a year later and right. resume his NFL career if the 2020 season was knocked out. Very interesting. I have very thought provocative questions. And I enjoy that. But you know what? We talked about the game that the NBA is trying to promote, this horse game. And D- and you were very upset with the hyphens between H-O-R-S and E. So <laughs> Dean Miller. I just dislike the hyphens. It's stupid. I understand. But, you know, we have the most intelligent listening audience in maybe talk radio today. Dean Miller on Twitter says two things on recent topics. Number one, the H-O-R-S-E. It has to be hyphenated because the announcers wouldn't be allowed to say this NBA player has H-O-R-S, whores, right? They'd have to say this this player has H-H-O-H-O-R. They just can't say the entire word or part of the word. So Agreed? what? So why does the whole word have to be hyphenated? That still doesn't make sense. Mm. And in his tweet, he didn't put the hyphens in H-O-R-S, Right. right? Right. He's proven well, my point. You can still you get by without the hyphens just fine. All right. So so you win that one. The part two, he says, as a Bears fan, Trubisky at three was a colossal mistake. I think we all agree well, he, on that. He wasn't even at three. They moved up to two. Two. They traded yeah. up. They traded a third and a fifth rounder to get him at two. We all agree about it. And speaking of drafts and moving up, the NFL draft will take place as scheduled April 23 through 25. And, of course, you know, we've always talked about this with the diversion factor. We need a diversion during these times. And I mentioned it several times. President FDR had Major League Baseball continue during World War II. The NFL commissioner at the time, Pete Rozelle, played games after JFK's assassination. But now, yes, I said it was okay once, but not now. I'm changing my mind. I'm allowed to. Not no. during this crisis that will take more lives than 9-11. This crisis you sound will take like more- Adam Schefter over here. Shefty well, was evangelizing yeah. like against the NFL for conducting the draft business uh, as with usual. Him. With carnage in the streets is what he was saying. It's like, dude, spare me. You're so dramatic right now. Well, it's I like, think listen, you got to. Pick a freaking lane. It's 
And on one hand, it's, oh, this is a good diversion. This gets us away from the pandemic and a negative mindset, and it's nice to see, name it, vintage games on TV. It's nice to see something live like a 2K tournament or the NASCAR e-NASCAR virtual racing or whatever, right? Like, And then it comes to the NFL draft, and it's like, oh, but these NFL guys just conducting business as usual. It's deaf. Uh, what no, they're doing over why. here. Like, it's ridiculous. No, because when, they take, when business as usual, it's kind of like that laissez-faire attitude, like the hell with you. I don't care how many people are dying. We're just moving on with our work. Do you really think that's what the NFL is saying by well, conducting it, the draft? They even put it in the memo, like quote-unquote essentially here saying, we don't know when things are going to be better. There's no guarantee if we delay either this it major league baseball a month, that's going to be much better. But he's just Major League Baseball of the NBA, and they stop. Well, get this. Here's a fact. Those are games. This okay, is this a made draft. Me change my mind. You don't have to be in person. They're doing it all remotely. Okay. It's totally and different than games. At the end of this pandemic, and this, this is the fact that kind of made me crazy, the death toll in the U.S. from the coronavirus will be as if the 9-11 terrorist attack happened every day for an entire month. Every day for an entire month. That's the death toll that they predict from this pandemic after the coronavirus. Look, I mean, it's terrible. Th- Nobody's disputing that it's terrible. But this idea that the NFL is saying, hey, we don't care about that. Who cares? Dead Americans? Big deal. Like They're not saying that at all. But it's they're perceived saying, that. We don't know that it's going to be better. Name it. Two weeks from now, a month from now. And without knowing that, we have to move forward with our offseason. And if we can do this remotely then it makes sense to do it remotely. <laughs> They're not saying who cares about these dead Americans at all. It's mindless to suggest they are saying that. I'm really glad you brought up Adam Schefter's name, who basically is the guy who's NFL day and night 24-7 with ESPN. And the reason why he went kind of ballistic and bananas with the anti-draft, I promise you this, he has the inside track on many NFL people, personnel, GMs, et cetera, and scouts who couldn't speak out on their own because of Roger Goodell's announcement that you will not criticize my decision. So they went to Shefty, and Shefty wrote it for them. He was their spokesperson. Right. Agreed? You're right, yes. And that's why he's the mouthpiece for the GMs. I understand that this makes their job much harder. They don't have players coming into their facility for in-person visits. They can't speak to them in person. They can't check them out medically with their doctors the same way and have the same amount of information. There are a lot of GMs that are ticked off that the draft is starting as scheduled on April 23rd. And then it turns into, there's carnage in the streets, and they don't care about it. It's a lot of those GMs that are mad that it isn't delayed because it makes their job harder. They tell that to Schefter, and Schefter relays the message as if the NFL doesn't care about Americans dying. That's absurd. Of course and I don't they think would it's, care. It's not totally that makes their job harder. I th- think there are certain, at least there's one, I would think, a GM or a personnel person would say, this isn't right. Maybe it's not the job factor as much as they're thinking this isn't right. Death is upon us. The NFL draft can wait. It can wait. Again, again, with this pick a lane over here, it's like, how can you on one hand say, oh, man, this uh, NASCAR virtual race, kind of cool, huh? And they had, 
you know, Troy Aikman as the Grand Marshal. They'll have Gronk today. Kind of neat. Kind of neat what they're doing. It's a healthy distraction. But this NFL draft, how dare they? They don't care about dead Americans. Don't you see how that's ridiculous? Because the NFL draft, the NFL combine, the NFL in particular, will put a major shadow over any other sport. It dwarfs other sport. Come on. I mean, are you going to compare NASCAR racing or soccer or I'm swimming or baseball? I'm comparing your reaction. That's what I'm comparing. You can't on one hand say, hey, healthy distraction. I like these NBA guys playing 2K, and at least it's live and current. And Thumbs up. And then the, in the next breath, say, but these NFL greedy bastards over here in their tone-deaf ways – not having any sympathy whatsoever to the people suffering from the pandemic. It's like, how do you shift from one extreme to the other? I'm not shifting. I'm staying, standing in the course, standing my ground on the NFL as far as the NBA is concerned. I don't think this is sanctioned by Adam Silver. It's not a league-wide thing. It's not a league-wide thing. The 2K It's not coming from the NBA. The NBA horse thing may be coming from Adam Silver, but other than that, these are, yeah, they're distractions, and I think distractions are good during certain periods of time, not right now. This is this is a, a So scary- no distractions. I just want to get this straight. So yes. no distractions. Right. Like, it's and it's I, not I don't the want time to- for it. Like, don't yeah, do anything, I- nothing current, every- until the pandemic, like, just don't give me any new content. Until is that the we argument get the- now? It's, it, like Adam Silver said, until we get the okay, when coast is clear, when things are good to go, because even... If they decide to play, do you think normal Americans are going to fill a stadium and sit side by By side? By the way, uh, what do you think about the WNBA draft? That's going on, I think it's April 17th. Who cares? I mean, who cares? You're you're just bent out of shape about that. How dare they? How dare they? The WNBA doesn't care about dead Americans in the street and carnage in the street. Stop it all. I agree. It's ridiculous what it's made out to be with the NFL draft. We'll see what people have to say. I want to hear what the public's thing. I want to hear if they're with me. Most people are not, I'm sure. 877-99 on Fox is the number. 877-996-6369 or at the no show or at Andy Furman FSR. Now, he's going to blow the lid off when the mic is turned on. Bet on it. That's next. But first, the mic is on our main man, Brian <laughs> Fenley, with the latest. Thank you so much, Dad. Tom Dempsey, who once owned the NFL's record for longest field goal of 63 yards, has passed away on Saturday night after losing a battle with coronavirus. This news was broken by NOLA.com. Dempsey became ill with COVID-19 in late March as it continued the virus to ravage through his New Orleans retirement home. He's one of 15 residents there who has died from the virus. He was 73 years old. ESPN reporting they're working with the NBA on televising a horse contest. The sides are deciding on a format and the players. It looks as if the selected players would have to use hoops at their own home since the NBA's quarantine protocol remains intact. Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett headlining the newest crop to make the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Those were officially named Yesterday, those three combining for 11 NBA championships and 48 All-Star Game appearances. Meanwhile, here's Tim Duncan reacting to the distinction. 
It was a, an incredible career that I enjoyed so much. To call it a dream come true is, isn't even doing any justice because I never dreamt I'd be at this point. And President Donald Trump reportedly hosted a collection of sports league commissioners on a phone call on Saturday. He told them he expects by August slash September fans will get the clearance to start going back to games. He also mentioned that he doesn't feel like there will be any interruptions to the start of the NFL season. As we send it back to Brian No and my dad, Andy Furman. Thank you so much, son. We'll see you in about an hour. It'll be a tell-all. We can't wait. That's coming right up. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easier to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easy. And, of course, bottom barrel betting in less than 10 minutes. Now, let's get into some heavy-duty stuff, which is the NFL. And we know the Indianapolis Colts signed Phillip Rivers over Tom Brady in free agency, but you also know the Colts did look at Brady, but the Colts thought Rivers would be a better fit. Why? Because Rivers, I guess, is reunited with his offensive coordinator, Nick Seriani. They spent five years together as an offensive assistant with the L.A. Chargers, and Rivers obviously was with the Chargers. Uh, and here's the thing. What about Brady? And I'm excited about this. I'm excited because this week on Wednesday, he's going to open up with Howard Stern. Did you hear about that? He's going to yeah. be on with Howard Stern this Wednesday. Yeah, if you think that he's just going to be an open book and just say, Howie, ask me anything. I'll give you a straight answer. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm anticipating. Right? You? I am. And I'll tell you why. You are. Number, yeah, I am. I'll tell you why. Because I think he needs to unload. I, I think that he normally would he's never go on. How, you know, the on. fact that he would go on Howard Stern to begin with tells me he, it's 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 pent up in his. You know what? Maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe he's not getting the love or the publicity he thought no. he would get with the move to Tampa because no, of the virus. One, Andy, he's not going to say anything that's. But we don't know. Like, I mean, we don't know what he's going to say. Bombshell after bombshell after bombshell. He's just he rips Belichick. That guy never gave me the love. Just look at his his um, press conference where it was uh, yeah, uh, like a conference call, right? Because he wasn't there in person because of the right. pandemic. But he was asked all these questions, and a couple of people asked him, hey, did this have anything to do with the lack of love from Belichick? And he said, I've got nothing but positive things to say, nothing but the utmost respect for the organization, yada, yada, yada. That's all he's going to say oh, when yeah, it comes he had to a... that. I understand. He took a full page ad out in the Boston Globe thanking the fans and the whole thing. I mean, that's his personality. But I think that the fact that you're going into the – the cesspool, which I call the cesspool, and I love Howard Stern. He's the king of all media. But certainly, Howard Stern, one of the greatest interviewers around, he's going to pull some stuff out of Brady that Brady's going to be sorry he went on there. I mean, no. why, in fact, would you go on? You know you, you know, there's going to be p- potential trouble. Why would you go on? This isn't his first rodeo, all right? He's been asked tough questions before. He's been put on the spot before. To make it seem like Tom Brady is going to be defenseless, when it comes to Howard Stern, and he's had no training for this sort of thing, and he's just going to unravel. And as soon as the interview is over, he's like, I can't believe I said all those things. Like, That's not going to be what happens. I'm going to listen. I, I think there's going to be at least one or two slip-ups. Look, he's going to ask him his relationship with Belichick, why he wanted to leave New England, why was it Tampa, how many teams wanted him, what about the legacy, what if he flops in Tampa? These are the questions going to be asked. The answers will be amazing, and I can't wait to hear this on Wednesday. Right? Man, you're expecting bombshells here. I'm not. I'm expecting a lot of uh, Brady-typical comments over here. I don't think it's going to be much. 
in terms of can you believe he said that? I don't I think, think there'll that's be at least be one. At I think there'll be at least one. But you know what? That's funny. People are talking right now about who's favored in that division in that conference. And when we touched on it last week, it's Buffalo. I mean, if you think that the New England Patriots are going to be favored, you're out of your mind. Although there are still people thinking they will be, and I think it's just going on past success. And you can't go on past success. Doesn't mean anything, right? Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, I mean it's it's Buffalo. Look at, I just mean, right- look at the two teams. I love this. I hate to bring it up, but when we get close to the NCAA tournament, they do the blind resume test, and I love that because a lot of times the name recognition of the school, it clouds your judgment. So -hmm. if they just put the resumes, who they played, who they beat, that sort of thing, and then they show the school, you're like, whoa, wow, I didn't know that. And your thinking would have been different had you known who the schools were. It's the same concept with the Patriots. But if you put the blind resumes in terms of rosters, Bills, Patriots, the Bills have the better roster. The Bills have more to work with. The Patriots are the team that just lost Tom Brady with an offense that was underperforming. Do you think Jared Stidham and his two out of four completions, including a pick six, is he's going to do better than Brady or without Julian better Edelman. weapons around him? There's no way that's going to happen. Or Julian Edelman. Well, Julian Edelman's getting older, right? Like I mean, there aren't I'm, I'm great weapons it. around the quarterback, whoever it is. And as of right now, it's going to be Jared Stidham or Julian and Edelman. It's not good. I haven't I heard back from Belichick. What you were saying? Right. First, I know. I know you didn't. Obnoxious with you. Yes, your solution is Julian Edelman under center. We'll see. We'll see it's what the happens. worst prediction you've ever had, Andy Furman. I haven't heard back from Bill yet because he's probably can't get into the the combo. I don't have his home address, and I, I could text him. I got his cell phone number, but I don't want to bug him on that. But we'll see. But look, but, the you know, Patriots—they've got the toughest schedule in football heading into the 2020 season. Toughest. And I'm not a huge Josh Allen believer, the Bills quarterback, but he's got Stephon Diggs now. He's got legitimate weapons around him. And he has to just be better than Stidham. All right? Who are you taking right now to be better in 2020? Is it Josh Allen of the Bills or Jared Stidham of the Patriots, considering well, I'm going to take Josh Allen, and I'll tell you why. Number one, he's got the experience. Number two, he's got better personnel around him than Stidham has right now, and that's the reason why Buffalo's going to be favored. Although, as far as the schedule is concerned, doesn't Buffalo have to go out west and play like the they 49ers and Seahawks? There's yeah, only I know. two games that are different between teams that are in the same division. Right, just two games. So, that's it. I, I know. And you look look at New England, and I want to set the, the table straight here because last week I think you and I both agreed that Buffalo should be favored. But here's the deal. New England was, what, 8-0 and going into the season? They ended up 12-5. and What does that tell you? Once they started playing the heavyweights, they went down the crapper. They were like a 500 team, right? That was with Brady. Yeah, well, hey, man. they Week 17 at home, they lost to the Dolphins. And, of course, they lost the playoff game to the Titans. That offense, it just... It wasn't good collectively. There was far too much negativity when it comes to Tom Brady. It's that offense collectively. They lost David Andrews last year. The run blocking wasn't great. The running game wasn't great. There wasn't much consistency. There weren't great weapons to throw to. It was a team effort. And Tom Brady, I thought he did a good job considering. He didn't put up upper echelon numbers, but it was a byproduct mostly of the talent around him and some to do with his game declining a bit. I thought it was way blown out of proportion just how much, but it was a collective effort. And you're going to see that. I think it's going to help 
Tom Brady's rep this coming season with what happens to the Patriots after Tom Brady this particular year. That's going to help gonna Tom get Brady's hits. 2019 season look a lot better. Well, and the storyline, I mean, I certainly hope they play football for several reasons, but not 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 one to, to be this one. I mean, the storylines will be tremendous, and everybody's going to be focusing on Tampa and New England. And should New England go sub-500, they're going to say Belichick's not the coach that we thought he was. It was Tom Brady all along. I mean, so many people have so much to gain and or lose. If Brady wins and takes them into the playoffs, that'd be unbelievable. What a storyline for him. They have to go deep in the playoffs, just make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, the Tampa-New England synergy, I guess. Wow. That's going to be yeah. really fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, even Vegas has it wrong. Vegas has the Patriots at even money to win Why? the division. They've got the Bills at plus 160. The Bills are a, a, a more bigger long shot than the Patriots. That, that should, be crazy. should be flip-flopped. There you go. Right. I, 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 I don't understand. I mean, but again, I think people just look at their uniform and they go on past, past performance, and you, and you can't. Yeah. The only place you go on past performance is the racetrack. You look at horses. That's past performance where it works. Other than that, it doesn't well, work yeah. anywhere. It would be like this. <laughs> what sense would it make if uh, the racehorse was the five horse, let's say, right? And before the the race, they swapped out the five horse. Well, it's not the same freaking five horse anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. It's the same thing with an NFL roster. I think after the draft, honestly, and you might think this is a hot take, but I think this is going to be the case. I think the Dolphins will be a bigger threat in the AFC East than the Patriots when the draft is said and done. We'll see who they draft, though. Let's yeah. see who they draft. But they've All got right. three first-rounders. They've got two right. second-rounders. I actually think the Dolphins are a bigger threat in the AFC. I would put the Patriots third in line. In terms of the team to beat in the division, it's not the Patriots. I compare this to basketball. Real fast, Andy. Think about the NBA heading into this season. It was the Raptors winning a championship over the Warriors. The Raptors weren't the team to beat in they the didn't East, have Kawhi Leonard. losing Kawhi Leonard, right? Same thing with the Warriors in the West. They weren't the team to beat, even no though KD. they won and represented the Western Conference by losing Klay Thompson with the torn ACL, losing KD mm-hmm. with the Achilles and going to the Nets. They weren't the team to beat. So it's the same concept with the Patriots. Tom Brady is gone. That offense is going to stink. They're not the team to beat. They don't have as much as the Bills have right now. You're right. You're exactly right. There we go. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And if there's a ball and there's sweat and a clock, we'll bet on it. Bottom barrel betting is freaking next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bottom Barrel Betting coming right up about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. He's Brian No and Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We got a game to play. Let's play it. You got that thing for me? It's Bottom Barrel. I thought you was late. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yes, we do. He's back from a week of rest and relaxation. We missed him dearly. He's the one. He's the only Vinay. Hey, guys. Good morning to you. Wouldn't call it much rest and relaxation, but, you know, tough week, but not so much in the uh, sporting world for you there, Andy. 4-0. Four and 4-0. Wow. Oh. Brian going 3-1. and one. Uh, Esports, the wow. big decider there. Uh, Andy going with uh, Chris's advice and uh, taking the win this, week- this past weekend. What was the deciding game? Uh, Mouse Sports minus one and a half versus OG. OG won two matches to one. I told you. I told you. Man, oh, man. You got the inside track on eSports. By the way, everything okay in the family life there, Vinay? Uh, Unfortunately, no. We had to uh, put the dog down. Oh. It was a tough week, but, you know. It's better better that way than to have her continue to suffer, so. Absolutely, man. But we move on. We We will always remember her. And it, We're uh, with you, Vinay. It was, it was, it was a tough week. a family member, so we, we feel you. for you, bud. No, I really sure. appreciate like. that. I went to the vet this week with mine. Yeah, it's a, never an easy thing to do, and, you know, know, it was especially hard with everything going on. But we move on. We, we yes. go to the next thing, and we're doing soccer. We're doing Belarusian Cup. Slavia Mozrir at BAT Borisov. BAT Borisov is minus one. What do you guys got here? I'm going Borisov because it just sounds like Boris. Like, yeah, Boris. Uh, and I was just talking about the movie Snatch, and uh, yeah. great movie. And Boris was one of the main characters there, so I'm going to go with that team. Boris that the Boris ben- like him. Yeah, Boris Bendel right. from Rocky and His Friends. Okay, I'm going to go with Slavia. All right, next up we've got Dynamo Breast minus <laughs> .5 at Shakitor Slozgorski. Forget it. I'm not even mentioning that name. I'm going with Dynamo. <laughs> I just love when you say the names with the question mark. Like, Breast? That's the one I'm Well, it's go either Breast or Breast, but there's no A, so... Is that the same league, though? Yes, is it's that... the same league. It's the okay. Belarusian Cup. This is perfect, because when I go to KFC or Popeyes, I order a Breast and a wing, so that works well here. I'm going to go with that team. I'm, give me the Breast squad. They're Good taking this thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next up, we're going to the <laughs> NBA 2K20 20 player tournament. DeMarcus Cousins minus 150 versus Andre Drummond at plus 115. Who you got? Go ahead, my friend. This is tough because I just I want to go with who's younger. And I don't know off the top of my head who's younger between Boogie and Andre Drummond. I believe it's Drummond, I I- but I could be wrong. <sighs> yeah. You know, I'm tempted to go with Boogie because. And this isn't taking a shot at him. He's been hurt. He's got more time for video games. But I'm going to go with Drummond. I think Drummond gets this thing You know what? I'm with you. Drummond's my guy, and I think Drummond is younger. 
All right, and finally, we've got Ruri Hachimura, plus 160 versus Donovan Mitchell, minus 215. Got to go with Ruri Hachimura, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, wow, like, you uh, go upset or, there. I, yeah. Donovan Mitchell's young. You got to go with the young guy, you know? Right. I think Ruri's pretty young, too, but give me Donovan. Right. I think he's more of a right. 2K guy. Sounds good. Guess. All right, Brian, no Andy Firm. We'll find out next week. But finally, we found someone with a bit of positivity. We'll tell you all about it on Fox Sports Sunday, coming up next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Call him the anti-Herb Street. We'll explain that in a minute, but right now it's time to say, wash your hands, keep your distance, and wake up, America! I love this track. What the heck? He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. <laughs> Thank you very much. Here he is, my partner, my friend, the brains of the outfit, the hardest working man in radio today. The one and the only, the man who we call the hour of power, power hour himself. Hour three with Mr. B, Brian No. Hello, B. How are you? I'm great, man. It's always a treat to be here with you on a Sunday morning, Andy Furman. What was your breakfast? And just what a little inside baseball peek behind the curtain here. Yeah. So our technical producer, Chris. We're just talking um, off the air, and we were talking about music. And he randomly, he was like, "Oh, I love that track." And so it, I, I had a brain freeze where I heard that from which movie, and I placed it. It was the Brad Pitt movie Snatch, and mm-hmm. there's a, a a scene in that movie where the guy goes, "Oh, I love this track." He sounded English saying that over there. Yeah. So he says track instead of song. So I think I'm just going to say that from now on. If I like a song, I'm going to channel my inner Chris and say I love that track. He was also in Snatch. Uh, he said that in reference to the Madonna song Lucky Star, which we bounced back with in hour yeah. two. Yeah. So you call so Chris, you call it track. You don't call it Yeah, I, I, I come okay, from the well. CD era, so I'm used to calling things tracks. Good for you. Yeah, right? Fun like fact that. with our guy yeah. Chris right there. I love to hear that, really. You know, we had a little bit of a discussion about the draft, yay or nay, and I kind of changed my mind. I said, in this day and age, what's what's happening right now all around us, death is imminent, and, you know, with the virus. Death is imminent. Yeah. Really? That's where we're going. Yeah. We're all going to die. Oh, I didn't say all of us, but a lot okay. are. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say- They're a little, a little theatrical. Death is imminent. Yeah. All right. Well, it certainly is with everybody. I mean, the day you die is closer to death. Okay, the day you're born, but you're I mean, relating it to the pandemic. I know, I know, you're not I just know. talking about in general. Here. I don't want to shock anybody too much right now, but Chris Boydston on Twitter says, the NFL is trying to get our minds off this disease and letting us try to get back to normal a little bit. Go draft. I would say this. I get it. I get the diversion. I get that getting back. But the NFL is not trying to get it. They could care less about our minds. You know they what, what they care about? They care about our wallets. They care about our wallets. That's what they care about. You slipped, Andy. You get all fired up, and you're already part of the could care less. Mix. Oh, the couldn't care less. Yeah, exactly. Right. See, see how fired go. up you get. I didn't even you're know I said up, it. Couldn't care less. That, that, right. Now you know you gotta you gotta okay. take a deep breath over here. You know. <laughs> yes. I need a paper bag to blow into right now. That's what I need. But you look. But but let's Chris. be honest, Andy. Here's the deal. This is the truth. Why the NFL is going on with the draft? One, they see a business opportunity. Okay, there aren't games being played. There are no live sports. If they can feasibly pull off the draft and they're going to be talked about, it's going to be 
you know, back when the newspaper was the big deal, it's going to be page one, page two, page three, page four. It's going to be it in the sports world right now. So they do right. see a business opportunity. Well, they're the this only show in town. Out of the goodness of their hearts to be a diversion and all of that. But the other part of this is, and they put this in the memo, they don't know when it's going to be better, meaning where we are with the pandemic in this country. So if you can't guarantee that a month later it's going to be much better and you can feasibly pull off the draft remotely, then you should. And the people that are making this out to be like, oh, the NFL doesn't care at all about dead bodies in the streets. That is so over the top movie trailer mode overreaction. That's obnoxious to suggest they don't care about dead Americans. That's crazy. Of course they do. And you hit it right on the head when you said, we don't know the future. We don't know what's going to happen in a month, which is why I love what Adam Silver had to say when he was asked yesterday when they had that conference call with President Trump. You know, he said, let's get back to business. He says, we'll get back to business when the coast is clear, when we get the okay right. to get back to business. And he said, look, we were the first league to suspend operations. We'd love to be the first league to get back on the court and play, but we're not going to do so until we get the okay and the green light. And that's basically what I'm saying for the NFL. What is the rush to have the draft? There are many people within the NFL who would not comment because Roger Goodell's edict said, do not comment about what I have to say. But they went through Adam Schefter, and Adam Schefter is their spokesperson, saying that they don't want the draft. They don't really want the draft. Well, it makes life more difficult. I understand that. But again, and it's not to beat a dead horse here, but if you if it's not going to be any better a month from now, and that's potentially what would be the outcome, how do you justify if you delay it for a month, let's say? They mm-hmm. delay it until May 23rd. May 23rd gets close, rolls around, and things aren't much better when it comes to the pandemic and the amount of people that are sick, dying, how do you justify having the draft then, right? Like, what's your justification? And and the other part of this is, Andy, let me throw something out at you. Please do. This has been talked about with the NBA, is somehow playing without fans in attendance, but if there's a safe way, maybe they can test all the players and they can find a way where they can play games without fans in attendance. Do you think that the reaction would be, oh, they don't care about the carnage in the streets and the dead bodies and they they just don't care whatsoever. Do you think that would be the reaction if the NBA was able to play without fans? I certainly do not think that. I don't I either. Think, so I what's think the any normal person that? would think any normal person has a heart that knows what's going on in and around this. That's number one. But I think if they ever did play those games without fans in the stands, there'd be many people who were saying, what a money grab. I mean, really and truly, do they have to do this? Really? Do they have to? Okay, all right, but that's that's different than saying they don't care about dead bodies no, in the streets. No, I don't think streets, anybody, right? no. I don't anything, think they would no say one. that about the NBA. So why? Why would they say that about the NFL conducting its draft? Like, they don't care about the carnage in the streets. But we're anticipating that wouldn't be the reaction if the NBA got back to playing games without fans in the stands. Why? And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why. Because number one, the NBA or any other league is not doing anything, and the fact that the NFL is doing something that is just one more layer they could throw in the face of the NFL. Certainly, the NFL and their staff and their people and their personnel care about what's going on because there could be many people within their organizations that are suffering. Look, Sean Payton had the virus. So it, it, it touches home. It really does. But I think the fact that they're moving on where others are not, that's the problem. I think it's 
really, I think this is what it is, Andy. I think that the NFL has a worse reputation than the NBA. I think that's I what it boils down that. to, quite simply. Is I don't know I mean, about that. No, really, walk through uh, it. Think about uh, the Ray Rice ruling. Think sure. about some of the things You're that right. they've mishandled with domestic violence. Uh, the, look, the NFL is king. And when you're the king, you're under a bigger microscope. There's a reason why Dak Prescott is scrutinized way more than Matthew Stafford. It's not because he's black. It's not the sole reason. I got news for you. If Matthew Stafford was the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, he would be picked apart way more than he already is being the quarterback at Detroit. That's just the way it goes. Right. Let's say Mariota. Mariota was almost just glossed over in Tennessee. If he was in Dallas the whole time, that's all you would hear about of is course, his deficiencies. So with right. the NFL being king, they're under a, a bigger spotlight than the NBA is, and some of their faults have been exposed more so. I think they have a wor- worse reputation, and that's why I think they are called out by many for, they don't care about dead Americans. It's absurd, but I think that's why. Well, you know what? I, I, I want to turn that into a positive. I mean, I wouldn't want to say it's the worst reputation. I think it's just they're more popular. More people care about the NFL. Good, better, and different. I think it's both. I think they're bigger, and I think they do have a worse reputation. I mean, really, well, answer that. Uh, who, who does? Who has a worse reputation? Well, with with there, mainstream there more, fans. Is it the NFL with Kaepernick and the, the no, kneeling fiasco? Come on, it's easily the NFL that has a worse reputation. Right, because the, the things that happen in the NFL are highlighted more so than in other sports. You know, when a guy gets busted in, in baseball for 50-game suspension, no one cares. No one talks about it, really. Think about that. But it's a but combination, the, Andy. It's a but combination Antonio of Brown being is getting killed. the big dog. It's being king, and you're right. under a bigger microscope. And it's also some of the things that they have mishandled. It's not sure. just that they're – look, the NBA is under a bigger microscope than the NHL. But the NBA has handled a lot of their big-picture things very well with Donald right. Sterling. And the big-picture things, I think they've – more times than not gotten right. You know, look, there's a little of each right there, and I think there's going to be a lot of people that say, and people within the NFL that would not would not like to see this draft continue for various reasons. Number one, it makes it a lot harder for personnel people. Number two, for the fact that maybe the optic is not that good. And number three, you know, they just don't want to have it done because it, it, what happens if there's no season? Then, then the point of having a draft is ridiculous anyway. You know, and let me ask you this question. Say there is no season. Who gets the number one draft pick after 2021? How does that going to work? Yeah, Think about that question. for a second. <laughs> that is a great question. Yeah. Do you just run it back? Do you have the, flip of a the coin? Bengals I don't get know. a number one pick again? Yeah. I, I don't know what they would do. That's a great question. I had so I hope the Bengals. So now I'm hoping there is no season because my home team, the Cincinnati no, Bengals, no, will no, get two no, number no, one no. picks. Look, the they can still pick. have a season and you still get the number one pick. So let's let's not be greedy over here, Mister Cincinnati. We need football. Mm-hmm. We need football in 2020. Well, you know, Vin A says drop the Bengals to last pick and move everybody up a spot. Maybe. Let's hope this no, never happens. No, no. If there's no season, you can't drop the Bengals to 32. You can't do that. But here's the thing. Let's hope this never happens. But the point is this. If the NFL was too stupid to think about the 17-game season and the Super Bowl potentially in New Orleans and now that can't happen, you better start thinking about if there's no season, what's going to happen with the draft in 2021? Well, they have plenty of time for that, Andy. (laughs) That'd be the furthest thing from my mind right now. It better be on the plate, though. It's over a year from now. You know, there's plenty of time to figure out, hey, 
we've got to come up with a, a decent way to figure out an order in the draft. Do we run it back the same way? Do we change it up a little bit? What would make the most sense? Hopefully we don't even have to cross that I bridge. hope. I yeah. hope you're right. But it is an interesting concept. Yeah, you it know, is. It's got to be on the table. By the way, speaking of concepts, we talk about Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk Herbstreet, last week uh, I got some heat, for me at least, when uh, when the ESPN college football guru uh, predicted that he'd be surprised if there was a college football season come this fall. You know, he never wavered on that. I give him credit. He never apologized. He never said, I didn't mean that. He didn't he never need said to I was apologize. Well, I mean, there <laughs> are people that say things that get heat. They say I was misquoted. You know what I'm saying? I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. You know, we, we, we see that all the time. But I knew there was a positive voice somewhere. Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney said he remains optimistic that the college football season will start on time. He created a T, and you don't like the dots, I'm sure, the T-I-G-E-R-S. <laughs> this is going to end real soon. The acronym T-I-G-E-R-S. This is going to end real soon. Let's hope so, Coach Sweeney. Let's hope so. You Look, look. I, I don't know if one extreme is better than the other, but the point is no one can predict the future. That's all I'm saying. Curb, exactly. Curb, Curb Street can't and Dabo Sweeney can't. But I felt a little better when I heard Dabo Sweeney saying that. You know, I, I, don't I don't know. know. Why. I don't know why you would. Dabo Sweeney, look, I hope there's football this season just as much as anybody. But he sounds like a complete clown by what he said. Why, why do you he say has that? zero doubt that there's going to be a college football season then why starting is on time. Not, and Herb's not that, a clown. And the stands will be full. Really. So we're talking late August. You have zero doubt we are going to be that far in advance of where the pandemic is that the seats are going to be fully filled. Really? That's well, like to take for that to make you feel better. Like that's just silly to me. It's not based on anything but just blind faith. It was Herb Streets. Why isn't Herb Street a complete clown? Why isn't he a clown for saying that they're not really? going to have football? You're not looking at the death toll. How many people have been infected by the virus? Where it is? Like, how are we going to have football with fans in the stands or just without fans in the stands? Well, here's the thing: knowing here's- that. Players are going to be okay. Look at what is happening in China. There are a lot of players that are asymptomatic. They're not showing signs of having coronavirus, yet they have it. And that's why they had to say, all right, we we got to distance ourselves from getting back to playing here. We got to take a hiatus again. Like, that's what Herb Street is saying. What Herb Street is basing his comments on are based way more on data than Dabo's. It's just well, he said it two faith. weeks ago. There wasn't much data two weeks ago because even the president said by Easter Sunday we'll be back in action, and that's that not happening right now either. That, again, is just blind hope. It's sure not it based is. on anything. But there are two factors right here, and you hit them right on the head. Number one, playing the game itself, which I hope it happens, and getting asses in seats, which may not happen because there'll still be a lot of people fearful of sitting next to somebody in a stadium. Yeah, absolutely. It's... It's an irresponsible comment by Dabo. Listen, yes. I hope I would love I for happens. there to be football this fall with stadiums filled to capacity. Of course, that's what I'm rooting for. But to call your shot Babe Ruth style by pointing to the outfield <laughs> seats like you're going to hit a home run based on what? And for people to look at that and be like, yeah, that makes me feel better. Why? Why would it? It isn't based on anything but hope. You're right. You know what? That's all we could do is hope. And everybody is hoping. That's for sure. We are hoping this goes away sooner than later. I I do too. But if I say, hey, listen, everybody, this is going to be a thing of the past uh, by football season. Guaranteed. 
Why would Can't that make you feel better? It isn't based on anything. <laughs> it makes no sense for it to make you feel better. Yeah, it's like going to like a fortune teller. It really is. It's a waste of time. All right, he's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. Get him on Twitter at the No Show N O E Show at Andy Furman F S R. Or love to hear from you at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. We're gonna have a new game later this hour. You won't want to miss it. There's nothing, nothing fake at all about this. Wait till you hear it. That's next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a real TKO. We'll get to that in just about a minute. 22 past the hour. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Proudly brought to you by Discover, because Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing, because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. And in less than 10 minutes, we'll have a new game that you won't want to miss. But right now, I want to throw it to my partner and friend, Brian No, because you talked about something uh, during, I think it was Bottom Barrel Betting, and Trevor Lane on Twitter has a comment about that. you want to help me out with this? Did you see the uh, Trevor Lane tweet? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he tweets us and says, I wouldn't put money on Breast without knowing if they were original or extra crispy. I'll show myself out. So, of course, it's a chicken joke. I like that because uh, right. it was bottom barrel betting, and uh, there's we don't know if it's breast or breast is what Vin A was saying. So it's a chicken <laughs> joke. I like that. All chicken jokes breast are welcome here on the correct. show. Breast? Breast. <laughs> All right. Trevor yeah. Lane, thank you. And if you want to change that, you could tweet us back at the no show. We could do that. All right. Now we move away from the NFL for a second and we talk a little bit about personalities, which is great and have to do with baseball and former Mets catcher Paul LaDuca finally, finally had the hangy downs to rip a new one into A-Rod the other day and asked some questions that we all like answers to. He called him one of the fakest people out there. Take a listen to Paul LaDuca going nuts. Kudos to him. Kudos to his career. Um, after baseball and what he's done um, for people. 
people know I'm uh, I'm not a fan, and I'm sorry. Never will be a fan. I just think he's one of the fakest people out there. And I know I always get heat for that. And I'm like, oh, he's done this and he's done that. And he's done this and that. But everybody just somehow forgets, and so does ESPN, where he works for, what they did for him. The way he gets put on a pedestal now is beyond me. How do you like that? Now, look, both Alex Rodriguez and LaDuca admitted to using PEDs during their career. LaDuca was named in that Mitchell report connecting him to the use of steroids and human growth hormones. But Rodriguez, initially, he denied using steroids early in his career. Then later, he admitted he had, he got caught in the biogenesis scandal. He was served with the longest steroid suspension in the history of Major League Baseball. And what happened six years later? He changed the public perception. He's going from, what, the black sheep of baseball to the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball analyst. It's amazing. And I don't know how he did it. I mean, really, I don't know. How how is he so loved when he's a cheat? Maybe crime does pay. I don't know. Yeah, it it just just, doesn't register for me. Paul Duca doesn't like A-Rod. He's got his detractors. Big deal. He's been very successful. He's doing a great job as a commentator. It's just funny how people pick and choose. It's like Big Poppy, who's widely adored, was on the yeah. Mitchell Report also. So it's just like picking and choosing. Oh, oh, crime pays and cheating pays. And who is A-Rod and this scumbag? And people are so hypocritical where they'll crush A-Rod, yet it's free pass city with Big Poppy. It's just picking and choosing who you like, who you dislike. That's all it is. Well, in other words, you're telling me that Paul Duca was jealous and there was an envy factor, so he went nuts on him. That's why he did it. I have no I, idea. He just he dislikes I mean, the guy for any number of reasons. But, so, but you're it's not like, shocked. I, I don't care. I don't care what Paul Duca no. thinks about anything. You, you know what? I, I don't care about A-Rod, his life, or Paul Duca or his life, but the point is that he brings up something that's quite interesting, that I, I'm shocked that how a guy like A-Rod could change his image from like the guy who's been thrown out of baseball and now he's doing games on TV. Think about that. I mean, the so guy was a cheat. No, okay, so so is Poppy. You know, so are many. There are many people that have gotten busted using PEDs. Yeah, but Poppy's not in the limelight. Poppy's not in the mainstream of things. Well, he's, he's not just- doing play by play. He's not an analyst, but he's pre post. He's doing those type of shows. You know, he's in the media. He does that stuff, and he's widely adored. To compare, there are, there are him other to players A-Rod's that have cheated crazy. that are widely embraced. It's not like A Rod is the only guy. You know, or, or Poppy is the only guy. There, there are many that are like that. Okay, but he got the largest suspension. And look, maybe I'm barking up a wrong tree here. All I know is this: that the point, the point is this: he's looked at as like a saint right now, which to me is Who crazy. Looks but at him as a saint. I mean, come on, the guy's on a pedestal, doing games and national TV. You know, the, the guy was thrown out of baseball. I mean, come on. But look, was- that, that's fine. I don't want to go any further. I, I hear what you're saying, but I do want to end it with this. He did have a comment for J-Lo, his wife, Jennifer Lopez, and LaDuca went nuts on her, too. He says, quote, and by the way, she did commercials for Fiat. This is what LaDuca said, quote, I'll never forgive her for Fiat, because if J-Lo ever sat that nice little button of Fiat, I'm a 10-foot Indian. That's what he said. All right? So he had wow. for, for everybody. Stop the presses. What else does Luduka think about things in general? I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. What does Luduka think about oranges? What you does Luduka feel he, about oatmeal? I just is, need more of Luduka opinions in my life. You know what? That's a that's a poor analogy because the point is, is we talk about <laughs> athletes and what they have to say all the time. You know, you can go back and say, I could care about uh, I couldn't care less about. Uh, K- yeah, there you go. Like, I couldn't care less about what KD has to say about anything. Think about KD's that. I mean, relevant. 
Oh, Paula Duca isn't. There's a when you put a uniform there. on. No, when you put a uniform on in sports, you're relevant. You're relevant. That's it. And if you weren't relevant, they wouldn't. They wouldn't quote you. That's it. I mean, come on. That's what we do here. We listen to what guys say. We digest it. We form an opinion on what they say. Look, man, you don't have to be the most relevant current player or former player if you have something interesting to say. This isn't that. This isn't interesting at all with what Laduka had to say about A-Rod or J-Lo. I found so, it interesting. No, hard pass on Laduka over he, here. No, because even his teammates never commented about I mean, Derek Jeter could have said, could have said everything that Laduka said. He could have said he never did, and he won't do it, but he could have because when he came there, there was some sort of a, a tension between who's going to be moved to third, who's going to play short, if you remember that, when he went to the Yankees. So, but but uh, Derek Jeter never went in that direction. He's not that kind of guy. Maybe Leduca has a personal grief or something against him. I don't know. But it's somewhat interesting because everything he said was true. Everything he said was true. That's all. The fact that it came from Paul LaDuca, yeah, maybe it doesn't have the credence or the credibility of, of a bigger name, but he said it, and I think we discussed it. But let's go to Twitter for a second, because MP Mal on Twitter says, if there is no NFL season and then there's no college season, maybe all college players will have to play an additional season, or else how will teams even know who to pick besides Lawrence or Fields? They've got to play another season. I mean, come on. Well, may I don't know. It's crazy, they, man. You think about uh, yeah. the layers of this thing. We don't know how long it's going to last. It's going right. to end. We're eventually going to get past it. I just have no idea when that's going to be. So for anybody, anybody like else. Dabo Sweeney saying, it's definitely going to be by football season, <laughs> what do you have to back that up? That's just a hope and a well, wish. Well, for Kirk Herbstreit to say there won't be a season, what does he have to back it up? Uh, well, he's got a some, lot more evidence well, he's to back got some that medical up, evidence. sadly, than you, Dabo as of today, does. He does. Way more evidence right Hopefully now. Hopefully it'll be clear by then. I yes. hope. Yes, absolutely, but like that's that's where we're at is all the layers. I liken it to a traffic jam. If there's a wreck on the highway and there's a traffic jam, and the longer you wait, the more layers are backed up and backed up and backed up. So it's mm-hmm. like if you have those college players not be eligible for the NFL draft, well, that takes a year of earning power away from them. Right. And then to the, the tweeter's point, well, it's like you don't have nearly as much information about some of these guys if they haven't played a full season, and right? Like, as a personnel evaluator, that hurts if they're allowed to go to the NFL draft as if they played that season that never happened. So it's a mess either way. You're Hopefully right. we don't have to cross that bridge. Let's hope so. There you go. He's Brian Noah, Andy Furman, and this might be the greatest way to spend your free time these days. Wait till you hear it. But first, you'll hear Brian Finley with the latest. Thank you so much, Andy. Tom Dempsey, whose NFL record 63-yard field goal stood for four decades, passed away on Saturday night after a fight with coronavirus. This first news broken by NOLA.com. Dempsey fell ill with COVID-19 in late March as it tore through his New Orleans retirement home. He is one of 15 residents there who has died from the virus. He was 73 years old. Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan headline the newest collection to enter the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Duncan saying this distinction came as a direct result of his time at Wake Forest. It was a huge part for me. I started basketball late. I didn't play on the highest level to start. So the development at every stage was was huge for me. Staying four years in college was huge for me. 
ESPN is reporting they're working with the NBA on televising a horse shooting contest. The sides are still deciding on a format and the players. President Donald Trump reportedly told a group of major sports commissioners on Saturday he feels like there will not be any interruptions to the start of the NFL season. He also noted he expects that by August or September, fans will get the clearance to start trickling back into the stands and attend sporting events. I find it fascinating that Andy Furman has totally changed his perspective on everything within the last week. But we send it back to Andy Furman and <laughs> No, Ryan. I have not. I, yes, I, have. I, stay with, I stay with one. I still hate you. Oh, right? I wow, stay with that one. Son, that's obnoxious. And don't show up tonight. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. That's Brian Finley. Brian, no Andy Furman right here at Fox Sports Radio on Fox Sports Sunday. And, of course, welcome back, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio studios. Brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And we call the game, if you had the chance, who would you quarantine with? Let's get a little music and Vin Take us away. Yeah, so I thought this would be a little bit of fun to play. So the first question is, who would you quarantine with in the sports world? Brian, we're going to start off with you. Okay, I'm going to take uh, the Dolphins' soon-to-be first pick in the NFL draft, Tua Tungavailoa. I'll be self-quarantined with Tua. See how he's going to lead the Dolphins to greatness. I think that would be a great way to go about it. All right, Andy. You know, that's kind of weak. I mean, that shows you what kind of a homer my partner is. I mean, of everybody in the world of sports, you pick up a guy who's not even in, in the – well, okay, fine. I would like to be quarantined with – Wow, look, look with, at you. Look at you bashing my selection. Tua? Yes, yes. Tua is yeah. arguably the best quarterback in the upcoming draft. He could oh, be a words. franchise quarterback for a decade plus. He's got stardom. What can you say with the guy? What are you going to con- What are you going to converse with the guy? You know, I want to sit down with. He's a be- he's a national champion. He played yeah, under right. Nick Saban. He's a Great. nice guy. So you got stories. You've got I- niceness. You need someone with positive energy to get you through the tough times. That, and that's why. That. That's Checks why I want to be. Boxes. Yeah, that's why I want to be quarantined with Bob Knight. I want to be alone oh, with yeah. him. Oh yeah, Mr. Positivity, he's my Bob guy. Knight. I want to sit with him and just talk basketball for hours upon for 14 days to be quarantined. How do you like that, Vinay? Not bad, not bad. All right, Chris, who you got here? Oh man, I'm still trying to figure this out. Uh, it's not that hard, believe me. Is, is it? Is it? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think the most laid back person I can think of. Just oh, that's me. So, not you. I, I I would rather not sports be people here. Sports sports people, people here. Yes, yes. Um, I, I've been on this weird kick with like U.S. Olympics, and I've been reading about like the the swimming team. So I guess like I hate to keep going back to this well, but maybe Michael Phelps you put a lot of work into this, Chris. I, I can tell. I, you I'm, really so, I'm not, I'm not good at like improv. Like I because I just don't remember really? anyone's name. Uh, stick with the Bronx talk. Right? All yeah, right, yeah. Fenley, what do you got? So I'm going with Joey Chestnut. I am considering him good. a athlete, right? I mean, competitive yeah. eating, and you will yeah. always have food where you're staying, and you Great get to watch move. him down all those franks. Good call. All right, and I mine... told you my bow was smart. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I mine was kind of a little bit difficult, but I decided to go with LeBron James for one reason and one two reasons actually. He's got a hoop in his yard, unlike <laughs> Steph Curry and Giannis. And Taco Tuesday every yeah. Tuesday. Guaranteed. Very good. So I'm Very not missing good. out on that. So our next one, uh, who would be a, a good actor or actress that you guys would want to be stuck with in a quarantine? Brian? I'm going to go with Al Pacino. 
right? Very good, yeah. You get some stories, get stories galore. I think it'd be a fun character to be around. Or either Jack Nicholson. That'd be another good name. I'm torn there, but I'll go with my first one, Al Pacino. Andy? You know what? I got to go with this. I love that show on HBO, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I got to go with Larry David. I think he'd be a hoot. I want to stay with Larry David. Chris, what do you think? Oh, this one's easy. Shane, uh, sorry, Jack Black. Oh. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Brian? So, do clowns count? Because then I would go with Andy Furman. Oh, stop! Wow. Wow. That's that's below the belt. Actual famous person here, Brian. Wow. I'll I'll go Leonardo if I have to, DiCaprio. I'm hurt. I'm hurt now. (laughs) Andy acts like a sports talk guy. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to go off a little bit off the rails. I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Reynolds. If you ever follow him on Twitter. Why? Why is that your selection? Do you, if, you, if you follow well, I'm a big Deadpool fan for one. But if uh-huh. you follow him on Twitter, he Funny has guy. some of the funniest tweets about like dealing with his family and stuff like that. That's and just good. to be in the room while all that's going on, I think it would be like hilarious to watch. All right. Next one up. What performer? Now, I'm guessing this means like musical act or something like that. Yes. Uh, so what performer would you want to be stuck in a quarantine with? Easy, easy. Dua Lipa. She's a singer, pop artist. She's got an accent. She's beautiful. And uh, passing the time, my goodness. Sign me up for Dua Lipa. Yes, that's my selection. Andy? You could take your Dua Lipa and I'll go up one. I got Alicia Keys. I'm taking her. And I'll tell you something else. I watched Stephen Colbert the other night, and she was on, and she gave out her phone number, and I texted her, asking to be a guest on our show. I got a text back, and I'm hoping maybe next week she'll be on with us. Get I out want of Alicia here. Keys. Awesome. I want Alicia Keys. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love that. Chris, what do you got here? Oh, I could go Jack Black again, but I'm going to go. This is off the reservation. No one's heard of this guy, but his name is Dixie Dave Collins. He is the lead singer and bassist for Southern Stoner Metal Band Weed Eater. Uh, I met him once in a bar in Savannah. I, if Dave is listening at all, I just want to say this. I, you are the most psychotic person I've ever met, and you're also the most wonderful, and I want to just spend more time at a bar with you hearing all your weird stories about how you delayed an album by blowing off your big toe with a shotgun. <laughs> I like That's that you almost something. went with Jack Black twice. I mean, he <laughs> is both. Tenacious D. Yeah. yeah. All right, sure. Brian. I'm going with the venerable Kenny G. Saw him play. So that was my first concert as a kid, and I can't believe I'm admitting that. But Kenny G. Kenny G. Yeah, those long locks and that great saxophone play. All right, and for my choice, I think I'm going to go with uh, Dave Grohl, lead singer of the Foo Fighters and drummer. He's a multi, you know, yeah. he can play many instruments. So I feel like I could sit down with him and he'd teach me how to how to play the drums. He's got love for Slayer. Yeah, uh, he that's does. Checking a box for sure right there. Yeah, so Check the box. I'd go with Dave Grohl. So uh, last one here, anyone at all, anyone at all that you would be quarantined with or okay with quarantining with uh, during this uh, crisis here? Anyone. Anyone at all. Just Anyone at all. But we can't mention someone from here because it would be like favoritism. So yeah, we can't do I, th- that I think you got to skip that. You know, I would say I, I'm thinking comedy, right? So I would either go Bill Burr, who's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris Rock has kind of gone off the, the deep end a little bit here, you know? Uh, Dave Chappelle, a little bit off the deep end. Those guys, close, close in the running. I go Bill Burr here. Give me a, a funny guy. 
You know, it's funny you mention that because I love the TV show also, Modern Family. I would take someone off that show, but I'm not going to do that because I think that my key would be to keep my mind occupied for 14 days, and I want to drive someone crazy. So you know who I want to be quarantined with? Anyone at all? Kevin Durant, because this guy is so self-controlled. So he, he's, he's, he worries about his social media. So I would in a room with him for 14 days and just send him texts and tweets and everything I can to drive him nuts. I'd be on with Kevin Durant. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I'm just going to go with pers- a personal pick here. My friend, he was a classmate at USC, John Corley. I think he's back in Colorado now. Uh, he just likes to pick my brain and all sorts of weird questions. So I always like to fire back. And he fits the theme of every other pick I've made so far. And it's not something I think I can say over on uh, radio. But you look through mine close enough and you'll see what the theme is. Mm. All right, Brian. I would love to be in quarantine with Andy Furman. I think there would be a whole lot of mud wrestling, and uh, yeah, I think it would be a whole lot of fun. Just like a, a speedo show. It's been uh, enough. i got to be with you for three hours here. Come on. Like 14 days? It would be wonderful would be to great. finally reunite wonderful. with my father. That's big daddy. We need to bond. All right, so for mine, I came. Uh, I, I'm going a little off the reservation with this one as well. I'm going with Martha Stewart. Okay. I need somebody that can cook, what? and yeah. I feel like I feel like my belly would be full for days. We do all kinds of crafts and art stuff. I think it'd be a good time. So I'm gonna go with Martha Stewart. That's a, good a pretty good call. By you. I like that. One. That's a good call. You know what? You're using your head right there, which I didn't do. I wanted to drive, you know, Kevin Durant nuts, but you know what? You got a good call. Yeah, what that a nice good. guy you are. You're looking to torment KD. Yes. If I can't torment them on the radio, I want to do it in person. That's what wow. I want to do. That's... All right, pretty good. Interesting. <laughs> kind of funny. Relieve a little bit of a pressure there, some tension. All right, Brian, no Andy Firm. We call it Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. At the No Show is his Twitter handle, at Andy Firm at FSR or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Did you hear what he said? Take a listen to this. Next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. How do we forget these workers? Well, that's coming right up. About 12 minutes before the top of the hour, this is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're proudly brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. And of course, at the top of the hour, which will be 9 o'clock on the East Coast, you'll have the golden tones of LeVar, uh, LeVar Arrington and Mike Harmon. Get him on iHeart Radio, the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83, and of course, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But now, my friend, talk about Rex Ryan, who basically got a little personal with receiver Amari Cooper. Take a listen to this. To me, this is the biggest disappearing act in the National Football League. He doesn't show up on the road. He doesn't show up against, when the competition's good, when he's against the top corners, that guy disappears. This is who he is. And Dan, he doesn't love football. Hell with it. He stops his routes. He does all this. I wouldn't have paid this turd. No way in hell. Wow, B, were you shocked with that? I mean, I think Rex Ryan, uh, a little boisterous, of course, but, you know, to go crazy and attack a receiver like that without really any backing up of statistics. And some statistical information I could see, but he didn't really have any. Well, everything's – I have no issue with what he said aside from – 
calling him a turd. The turd. That's yeah. personal. That's just not right. And and think about this, Andy. It's going to stand out way more when games aren't being played. Mm-hmm. If we're in the thick of March Madness, if we're gearing up for the NBA playoffs, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. It would still stand out, but not as much. But with no games being played, you really got to watch what you say. You can't be calling someone that name and expect it to go over okay. That was just was a bad look by Rex. Well, you know what? I hear what you're saying, and then all of a sudden you mentioned you can't call him a name, but I've gone on record calling many a coach or even a player a schmuck, so maybe I can't do that either. Is that getting too personal? Yeah, it's a bit much, I think. Oh, I didn't know. I do. I think that's personal. Okay, but, well. Like, I always say this. You never have to apologize for doing something right. And you got to hear the audio. This is a quick turnaround with Rex and the apology. Check this out. I can't believe I said that. I used that word. Obviously, it's... Uh, it was a poor choice by me to to say what I said about Amari. And uh, quite honestly, I think the world of every player and have a great deal of respect yeah. for every single player in the National Football League, including Amari Cooper. Do you I, think someone got in his ear and said something? You've oh, I'm sure ESPN was like, you need to apologize right now. Right. And, and that was <laughs> clunky, too. You can't sell us on I have the utmost respect for everybody. You don't call people turds that you have the most like the utmost of respect for. That's just not how it goes. You know, you got me thinking right now because I've gone on record. I mean, many a time I've called people names. I mean, wow. I mean, but if someone does something stupid, and that's when I would use the term like this guy's a real schmuck. I mean, really. I mean, when he says something like that. But just to call a guy a turd for the sake of calling him a turd, that to me is personal. It almost shows like he, maybe he didn't like the guy. Yeah, it's just it's not it's a bad look, man. When you get it when you let it get personal like that, it's it's just not gonna work out for you. But it's time to go your own way, Andy Furman. What do you have for us? Okay, on this here Sunday I got morning? this is on you know, we talk about these workers and all the people out of work, but Nevada's sex workers are among the unemployed after the brothels and strip clubs shut down through the coronavirus concerns. Now, it's like any other business, it's gonna make a mark. This is said the legal sex worker Sandy Banks of the closest financial impact. Now, on March the 18th, Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak announced the closure of all non-essential businesses, including bars and strip clubs, and the directive was expanded the following day to include the state brothels, okay? And according to a 2012 University of Las Vegas report prepared for the Nevada legislature, there were... 12,000 registered strippers in the city alone because sex work is not a state-regulated industry. There is no official statewide data on the number of legal sex workers in Nevada. How do you like that? All right. So I've got two stories for you here. There was a, uh, a DEA bust over here. Special Agent Sammy Parks. He goes in with the warrant to a Texas home. He was seeing if there were narcotics around. Mm-hmm. And instead, he finds this home that is housing a white Bengal tiger, a bobcat, porcupines, llamas, emus, and deer. It's a South Texas resident, so he wasn't expecting that. A little bit of a surprise. This is a bigger surprise, Andy Furman. So, there were twins born in India. Boy and a girl. Oh, yeah, Their names, is. COVID and Corona. And the parents say that They gave them the names to think about the hardships of these times and that they were able to give a successful delivery. I think a bad choice, though, right? Sounds great. There you go. Our time is up. We want to thank you for yours. Stay safe. Wash your hands. God willing, we'll see you next week right here. 
You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the my cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.